To all the haters out there who said we'd never make it to episode 45, well, we did it, baby. Woo! The episode starts now. Welcome to Good Vibes with Chris, Dean, TJ, and friends. Fuck the naysayers, they don't mean a thing. That's right. On this week's episode, we have... We got so much stuff, so much stuff. There's so much stuff, I made a list of all the stuff that we have. And then I minimized the window as we were recording, so I can't look at the stuff and tell you what the stuff it is we have. But I will tell you this. I know we're going to talk about this dude that got his face broken. And we're going to talk about Mighty Ducks with Troy. We're going to talk about superheroes and uh, Jupiter's legacy. We're going to talk about American Idol. We are going to talk about the new Carnage trailer. So we're going to talk about a lot of stuff. But that's the things I can remember off the top of my head as I minimize the list of all the things that I made we're going to talk about. Enjoy the show, everybody. Yeah, 45, y'all. Making some headway here. That's your lucky number, right? That is, that is my lucky number, number four, five. What are some famous 45s out there, Troy? You got any numbers? Number 45s? All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's our stats, Richard, guys, everybody. Richard Petty. Richard Petty. Love it. Number 45. Number 45, Hardee's. That blue and orange. Uh, what was it like? Uh, I think Lot was, no. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. There's got to be a few. Oh, uh, Co- wait. Jordan came back as 45. Was that his number, 45? He was 23, and then when he came back, he was 45 for a minute, and then went back to 23. And then uh, <laughs> Bill Wills, Willis. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Hall of Famer. NFL Hall of Famer. Bill Willis. Yep. That famous I Bill Willis. To- I had to Google that one. Uh, what about Bill Willis? What about the famous 40, 45 Kenny Easley? Oh, yeah. Safe, yeah. Safety. That's right. Kenny Easley. Good old Kenny. Good old Kenny. Seahawks safety. 1980 all decades team. Wow. Five, five, five Pro Bowls. Number 45, safety. Kenny Easley. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, boys. I would ask how your weekend was, but I knew I got to see you actually on a weekend, which is something we don't usually get to do. Yeah, and you immortalized us in TikTok fashion. I did. I made you TikTok famous. Yeah. We were in TikTok? Yes, you're TikTok yeah. famous, man. I have a, a, a quite a following. So you're out there, bro. <laughs> it's all because of the show is the reason why I have such a huge following. How many people follow you for real, though? 25. <laughs> that's, not, that's actually not that bad. It's that's more than I thought it was going to be. pretty bad. That's pretty bad. I'll give you this, though. Like, my highest viewed video. What do you think? Okay, knowing that I have 25 followers, what, what would you think my highest viewed video tops it's out gonna, at? It's going to be based on music, because I've seen all of your TikToks, and they're just like, I'm walking, 
I'm doing stuff. Yeah. I'm walking. Oh, here's my face. Here's a filter <laughs> with my face. That's true. I it's mean, true. it's pretty it's pretty basic stuff. So it's gotta be something music related. Like you played a, a good song and somebody came across it on the page. My actually my I'll tell you my I'll give you the context. My highest rated or uh, viewed content is me getting hyped up for doing this podcast. It's just my face quad cam. And I'm just like jamming to some music, saying, "Getting ready for the show." <laughs> you want to throw a number song? out there? What? What's the uh, song? I'll play it for you. Hold up. Thirty views. You played "Girls Just Want to Have Fun." No, it's uh, it's that one song. Um, Sounds like Cindy Lauper to me. Um, I don't know. Uh, what is the song? With my boyfriend. Anyway, uh, I think that uh, Biggie used it as a sample in one of his songs, but it's that. Dun, dun, dun. It doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, you don't want to give me a number. Just throw a number out. I said there. 30. 30. 30 views. 30 views. You think that's my highest, bro? That's that's. I don't know. I've never posted a TikTok. I don't know how many people actually. 706 views. That's not bad. That's a lot. That's a lot, right? That's decent. I mean, Man, it's not. It it's seems, not in the thousands. I, I, I feel like that's a lot. Yeah, I feel like that's a, that's a decent. You know, I without mean, without having I mean, an actual most, following. Most of the TikToks in my stream are like four hundred thousand. <laughs> yes, I know. But but for for a nobody I, old guy who you know has that, a has a couple podcasts. Isn't really educating anybody or. Yeah, I don't really I mean, like promote. There's nothing it. on there, like. You know, I just do my shit. I like the scenery and I like the music. Yeah, it's all. I like the walking ones. Well, they say like that of... you know. I think you have to have a certain aesthetic if you want to build an audience, and I feel like I am doing that. I feel like all of them are on the same. They're like they're basically extensions of you know. You always like to give me shit about how I change my um, profile Your picture you know, profile all the time, picture. and yeah. uh, and that's basically just it's what it is. It's just an extension of that. It's just my face along with some motion and some music. <laughs> You know, um, I like to track my aging because I felt like I was having Saturday before we hung out. I was having some anxiety about my aging. I was like, I'm I'm aging rapidly. Like I, I felt I felt like I was falling apart. Just like I got this neck thing. I can see it sometimes when I move a certain way. Like this part right Dude, here. Just like, embrace man, it, man. Just embrace loose. it. It's getting loose, bro. And I'm getting like this turkey neck Dude. situation going on here. And Dude, I hate it. And then I got this, like, if you look close, it's hard to see, but I, I'm starting to get wrinkles under my eyes. I just, it's starting to, I don't know, man, I'm falling apart, bro. And I, I try to maintain as much as possible. I hydrate, I, I moisturize, I wash my face every day. Um, you should have got this little juggler thing. Yeah. What's that now? Got this little juggler thing. Oh, so double chin. I just get a double chin and it'll go away. Yeah. That's I thought like maybe I did lose a lot a little bit of weight, so may, I was thinking maybe that that is contributing yeah. to the loose it skin. It probably has a lot to do with that. Ugh, it's supposed to snap back, bro. Like, well, like you've got to take the right supplements for that, don't you? I guess I need to start taking fish oil or something. Maybe I no, not fish oil. There's some skin stuff you can take. I yeah, think. I do. I do. I moisturize but, not only my face, but I do put it on my neck as well. Um your guy. <laughs> Don't get any of that in. I probably need to get some of that in. There, there you go. Steal the soul of some young, young viral. Yeah. This baby from the blood of someone. 
that seemed to work for all the people that are dead now. Right. It works for Hollywood. Um, you know, Stoker. we saw that on the, uh, the Q documentary. They're drinking all the babies, the, the baby's blood. Yeah. You just need some baby endocrine. <laughs> but yeah, man, it was, it was, I was feeling low. And so to be able to go out and watch a movie with you guys, we went and saw a movie together. The three of us. Yeah, really. that was fun. It was good, man. It was good to get out. Thank you, uh, Ray and all our friends at, studio movie grill um used to be my former uh place of employment i love that place still to this day uh we all worked there at one point or another uh and it was cool to get back out man and watch a movie that was the first movie i've seen in a theater since before pandemic and i think the last movie i saw uh pre-pandemic was i guess it was during or maybe it was right it was like at the beginnings of it when they were still allowing people to watch movies and stuff uh, but I watched uh, the Birds of Prey was the last movie I saw in theaters. I did so. not see that in theaters. Um, what was uh, let's see, I think mine. We went and saw Nobody. For those of you who are interested, what we yeah. saw uh, that is we've talked about it before. We've talked about it. Like it's a movie that I wanted to see for a while, and I was trying to convince myself I've never seen a movie by myself. I was this close to, yeah, I've never seen a movie by myself and I was going to do it. I was going to do it. This was going to be the movie I went to go see by myself, but I got you guys to go with me. So it worked out. I love going to see movies by myself. You know, I'm trying to challenge myself like newly single. I'm trying to challenge myself to do things with myself by myself kind of deal. Um, I was told uh, to date myself and that's like something you can do. And uh, wait, Who said that? Uh, my, ex. <laughs> my ex. My ex. Okay. The weirdest. It was some of I've the advice. Had. That was some of the advice. I'm like, I don't even know how to be single. She's like, Well, you should take yourself out, go on dates by yourself. <laughs> I mean, it's not bad advice. It's good advice, you know. Uh, I know that people. Some people do that, and it's it's you got to be able to uh, enjoy your own time and and enjoy yourself. Take yourself out, you know, that kind of thing. I think it's good advice. But yeah, I I, I still haven't done it. The closest thing to that. I did do that was to go visit Ray. I didn't go see a movie, but I brought him a tea because I was going to go try to get, um, you know, David Chang is one of my favorite, uh, you know, yeah, you're uh, trying chefs. to get the, the script chicken sandwich. Yeah. The momofoku came to town and I was going to go check that out, but it, you know, it was the first night is a pork skins, man. What did you eat before? What did you eat before you the pre pork skin meal? What was that? Biscuits and gravy. Biscuits and gravy. And then we're going into pork rinds. <laughs> Jesus, bro. My crunchy snack for the audio podcast is... Is that Werther's Original? It's hard to see. <laughs> yeah, hold on. I don't know if this one's going to work. Oh, there you go. Okay. Oh, plantains. plantains. Man. From Trader those, Joe's. Those those are probably really hard. No, they're, they're thin slices. Oh, okay. Okay. But, yeah. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. I like the, the thick, thick ones. I'm not really a big fan of. No, 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 me neither. It's like peanut brittle. Uh, but like yeah, yeah, yeah. So I never have done that. I've never gone to a movie by myself. I was considering it, but I got you guys tonight. You can't hear any crunch. So uh, <laughs> put the audio filter on. It, yeah, there you go. Uh, but it was a good time, man. That I wanted to see that movie. It's got uh, the guy from uh, Bob Odenkort from um, Better Call Saul and a bunch of, a bunch of other stuff. Mr. Show. Mr. Show with Bob and David. Hell yeah. He wrote for The Simpsons. He wrote for Saturday Night Live. 
Yes. And it was a, a great, great flick, man. I had a good time. Um, Troy said it was all right. I liked it. I thought it was dope. I liked the soundtrack. I yes. really, there, was, there was some action scenes okay. that I really liked. Okay, man. See, that's, what's, that's what I don't understand. Like, you say that movie was okay, but you love st- shit like uh, that, that TV show I give you shit about liking about the, the NASCAR garage with the fucking laugh track. Fruit. Crew, Kevin James. Yeah, you like you like the crew, and you want, and you can't wait to talk about fucking uh, the Equalizer. But this was all right. You don't think this was better than the Equalizer, do you? I mean, you don't no. think the Equalizer was better than that movie that we watched, right? Oh, I totally do. Denzel <laughs> Washington. No, no, no. the what show. Do you watch religiously every oh, week. Prima Tifa. You make time in your week to no. watch nothing but The Equalizer. You think The Equalizer with Denzel is better than the Nobody? I thought Nobody yeah, was oh, yeah. Hell no, man. You're crazy. What did, you, what did you not like about it? I didn't say I didn't like it. I just didn't like it as much as I liked The Equalizer. I thought the storyline was... Like, whatever happened to the people that he went back to their house to get the watch and everything, that just kind of was... They probably never went and robbed another house ever again. You know, they weren't really significant people. They were just, they did something stupid. And that was just, that was the match. That was like the catalyst, right? That started the whole thing. Yeah. Like he never, he he didn't go and kill them. He He was going to. He changed his mind when he saw their circumstances. And so he was still amped and ready to kick somebody's butt. So that's what the guys that got on the bus they got that wrath, that yeah, and the guys that got on the bus, they wrecked a car mm-hmm. before, and no cops were called. Nobody came. Like, well, first off, it's a, it's, it's in the fucking world of of John Wick. There were so many. If you want to talk about when the cops should have been called, how about anything that ever happened in that movie? <laughs> the cops should have been called. Like they did. The, the cops did show up in, in a club. In a club, the guy gets off stage and somebody's like, oh, what are you doing? You sing and fucking dance? And he takes a, a glass and shoves it through some guy's face. The cops should have probably been called then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. I mean, but it, you got that's the thing. It's, it's an action flick. You got to suspend your disbelief. It's just like wrestling, man. You know, you can't take it too seriously. Um, but I thought it was really good. I, I dug him um, in that role. You know, it's just it's just cool because, you know, he looks the way he looks, you know, like um, kind of a smarmy older kind of dude. Uh, not really super athletic. But then you see him do all these really cool things and it's like, wow, oh, yeah. And but it's like also like almost like like that's one thing I liked about Atomic Blonde is, you know, she was a badass but there are some limitations there. She is a female trying to fight all these, you know, big badass dudes. So there you take it's like and I think you see it from John Wick too on in in some respects is that they're they are badasses, they are superhuman, they are they do all these crazy things, but at the same point in time, they get their licks in. They get they do get punched. They do fall back. They do stumble. They do you know, get hurt. And I think that's pretty cool. I do. I do dig that. Okay. I was thinking about this because after I watched the movie, you know, those guys all got stabbed and all these things. Right. 
Yeah. And I was taking a shower. I got my COVID shot this weekend. Yeah. And I like raised my hand up and it's still. It's a little sore. Really, yeah. Really sore mm-hmm. from a tiny, tiny needle. Yeah. If someone stabbed me, I, I've stabbed myself on accident before. Did not go well. That, that, I mean, if you think about it, like, uh, dude, no, I had like, I felt like I, I think I might've torn my rotator cuff doing this fucking pizza job, dude, honestly. Cause like I was just reaching for stuff on this, like this high shelf, dude. And, and even now still it's sore, dude. Like it's hard to reach really high, you know? Yeah. Especially at our age. And he was an yeah. older dude. You've been older than us beaten off. That would be that wouldn't be shoulder like I don't know how you do it, bro. You got to put your whole shoulder into it, bro. <laughs> yeah, you're doing it wrong, bro. Yeah. <laughs> apparently, apparently. Um. Yeah, I, I just I was just thinking about that. I was like, I was like raising my shoulder, my, I raised my arm up and stretched out. I was like, ah, oh, that's from a tiny needle. Someone put a knife into your leg. That's it, dude. You're not walking the rest of the day. You're not walking to the emergency. You're not hobbling to the emergency room. You're not doing any of those things. I don't know, man. It depends on the, the I guess what the, what you're on. Maybe um, if you're under the influence, I, there's a story of someone in my, my, my dad's family. It's one of his cousins and they call him nine lives. And the reason they call him nine lives is because he was messing around on his woman and she got upset about it and she shot him like four or five times. He went out to the front yard, took a water hose, hosed himself off and drove himself to the emergency room. <laughs> so they call him nine lives. <laughs> so, I, you know, again, depends on the circumstance. I'm sure adrenaline played a role in it. And I know our character wasn't on the, under the influence of it, but you know, yeah. Nine lives, I couldn't tell you. I mean, he probably was. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> For real, his name is Nine Lives. That's his nickname. Yeah, man. I mean, what would oh. you if you if nine you survived? Lives yeah. If you survived uh, getting Bustos. shot, it's like it's like Fifty Cent, Alinho. right? Fifty Cent got shot nine times. You know, he moved to Houston. Did he? Everybody's moving to Texas, bro. It's how you, it's how you stay rich. You know, if you're a celebrity. Who moved to Houston? 50 Cent. Really? Yep. Also, uh, I don't know if you guys saw, I saw it on Twitter and some other things. Uh, in Houston also, there was a neighborhood that had a tiger just like. Loose in the neighborhood. <laughs> Fucking tiger. Somebody's pet tiger just loose in the damn, damn neighborhood. Probably 50 Cent. <laughs> Right. Holy shit. Yeah. Better go get the Tiger King. Right. You gotta bust him out. <laughs> I'd like to see I'd watch that movie. You know, uh some some government agent goes into whatever fucking Florida uh you know jail system that he's he's hiding it's in. It's in Oklahoma. Oh, is it Oklahoma? Oklahoma? He didn't get I Tiger thought he King's got Tiger King's in Oklahoma. Okay, well, then you go to Oklahoma and you walk in. It's maximum security prison, I'm sure. Go through all the doors and we're like, hey, we have an outbreak of tigers loose in all these neighborhoods. We need your help. Give me a pardon or I ain't coming out. 
I'd watch it. Like Suicide Squad of Pat Burglar Peppers. <laughs> yes, and he's got to go assemble the team. The girl who uh, who lost her arm. That was. You oh, know, yeah. I'm never going to financially recover from this. <laughs> <laughs> Good, good shit, man. He immediately goes and puts on his EMT jacket. Dude, I freaking <laughs> love that show. It's so ridiculous it and true. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous and true. I did, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll get into it. We can go ahead and get into it now, I guess. We're going to talk about, we already talked about what we saw this weekend as far as movies. Um, do you want to go ahead and jump right into TV and, and stuff? Or do you want to, is there anything else you wanted to get in? No, man, we should start talking about movies till Jorge can join us so we can talk about the other things. That's right. That's right. That's yeah, right. Where sure. is Jorge? You know, I he's, he's going to be on at 645. You know, he's running late. He did send a message say he's running late. He is in New York. You know, it is the city that doesn't sleep. So I'm sure there's a lot going on. He did uh, post uh, those engagement photos he was talking about last week. They look great. Pretty amazing stuff. Man, what a background, right? Holy crap. Have new, like, new York buildings like peeking out of this in the skyline of these these pics, man. It's so cool. And it's like in some right. it's like in some cherry blossom. I guess it's part of the Central Park. Uh, they have it's on Facebook. Okay, I'll look at it. Yeah. I don't know. I think I mostly see his stuff on Instagram. Oh, really? I'm not on Facebook a lot. I don't think, I think as it's one of those, it's like. As much as I used to be. Yeah. I think it's one that, that people uh, aren't on as much anymore. You know, I'm on, I'm on all of them. So, you know. Yeah. I'm not really on Twitter that much. I either. do the damn thing. I like it. Uh, you know, I, w- I would say that in the early beginnings of this, sh- like I would say we started talking about doing podcasts, one of the, uh, one of my influencers, if you will, one of the people who influenced like, I'm like, Hey man, like, it doesn't matter how long we go. Right. We're like Rogan. We can go for three hours. It doesn't matter. And wow. Have things, have things have changed. I guess he's always been that way. I just didn't see it then. What? Just, just, uh, what's the word that I want to choose here? Like I just I haven't watched the show for a very long time. I'll just say that. I just don't vibe with it anymore, man. And I have so many people that I love and that that will go on that show and then have to fucking put out apologies. <laughs> Maddie Matheson, one another chef that I really enjoy, uh, really cool dude. Uh, he was on there, and he just he, he what he does is he draws you in. He's a comedian. So he, yeah. he he takes your defenses down. He draws you into saying something or joking about something that's extremely controversial, especially in this day and age, and gets you to to kind of like laugh with him and agree with them. Yeah, it is kind of stupid that we all got to get this vaccine and we all got to wear masks and stuff like. That. And Bill, like what I thought was funny was Bill Burr, who's a comedian as well, like kind of was like, "Fuck you! I'm not gonna play your game." <laughs> like. I'm not a doctor. You're not a doctor. Like that was cool. I dug that because it's just so easy to just get played by him in that way. And then you, 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 you say stuff and, and joke around and what then, you, and then you realize, Oh shit, 
the Joe Rogan experience. Fucking millions podcast. of people were listening to that. That wasn't just yeah. a conversation with me and Joe Rogan behind closed doors. Uh, yeah, I mean, the thing with Joe Rogan, and I think I've been about, I've been this way with, about his show since I've started listening to it. Yeah, you just got to take it with uh, the greatest salt, man. Well, one, that it's uh, not a news source. Yeah. And two is usually I'll see who the guest is before I ever download it, or even try and listen to it. Sure. There's he, he, lots of times he'll have some people from both just, sides, right? He yeah. does. Yeah. I mean, he has both Ben extreme. Shapiro on there. Oh, yeah, exactly. And, I'm like, I mean, he has Alex Jones. Yeah. But he also has like Bill Burr. Like that's one that I listen to Bill Burr's, uh, at least one of his podcasts yeah. probably once a week. Yeah. I, I like his stand up. I like his, uh, I like his podcast that he does with uh, Bert uh, Kreischer mm-hmm. quite a bit. Uh, the Bill and Burt podcast. Yeah. And then he has the Monday morning one and then whatever else he's on. I just, I think he's fun to listen to. He is fun to listen to. And he, he doesn't take himself too seriously, but he knows whenever he need, he's like, I don't, my opinion on this does not matter. So I don't need to share it. Yeah. Yeah. Because he knows because his that, boundaries. Like, like, well, I mean, does, some people will say he doesn't. Yeah. Well, but, yeah, that's true. That's true. But he's just, but I, I mean, He's a comedian, and that's yeah, that's fine. He doesn't need to give people medical advice, and I think right, he, that, right, right. Like, if you want to just point out some, you know, human interaction, relationship stuff, uh, you know, society, uh, comments on society and how that works, and things like that, that's fine because I think he's a public speaker, and that's what a comedian does. They come right. on. For sure. Uh, but he doesn't, he's not trying to give you actual real medical advice. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't, and at the same point in time, I don't think Joe is, but he is very opinionated. You can and, see if you watch it, if you watch the videos, you can see the look on his face. He's like, he's oh, like, let's, yeah, let's, let's see, if, he, let's like see how far. I, yes, exactly. Let's see. Yeah, you can see it in his eyes. Yeah, like, let me see like, if I can get you to walk like, off this fucking cliff. Right. <laughs> like a little kid trying to get his buddy to do a, take a dare. Yeah, 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 totally. And some people take it and some people don't. And I, I respect those who don't, you know, and I, I respect those who do as well because they're human beings. Um, he did a good show with the guy from uh, Real World, Theo. Yeah, Theo. They, yeah, I love Theo. <laughs> Theo Vaughn is a comedian now. Um, for yeah, now. He, yeah, did yeah. A, he did that show with Theo and that was a good one. Yeah, Theo's great, man. He's on a lot of. I like it when he has the, I like it when he has comedians on. That's mm-hmm. usually the only episodes I listen to, though. Yeah, me too. I'm not, I'm not trying to get woke by Joe Rogan. Yeah, not not so much. But I mean, there's there's some cool stuff he said whenever he has like the triathlete. I do, I do, I, yes, and I. That I can be kind of inspirational, or the the, yeah. the crazy marathon runners stuff. I mean, it's interesting, but I, I'm more into like when he has like the alien people on. <laughs> That's what I get into. Like, give me, give me the alien conspiracy theorists. Need the blue files and the, yeah, uh, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I love that shit. Give me all that. I'll listen <laughs> to that. <laughs> Just don't ask them how they voted. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, but uh, you know, there was uh, some controversy over on SNL. Um, you know. Every now and then there's they they have people on there. And I don't know why they do it. It's not like they're hurting for guests. 
but every now and then they'll throw somebody on there like a Donald Trump. We talked about it last week. Um, this time they did Elon Musk. And why? I don't understand why it was so controversial. I don't know. I guess for I guess for some of the things that he says, he says some pretty He's anti-union. Yeah, he says some pretty fucked up stuff sometimes though. Um and I think that like I think gender stuff he's said some some weird stuff about. Um oh, okay. but I think that just and for whatever reason, some of the things that he said, the ca- like some of the cast wasn't like super thrilled to be working with him. Yeah, but the, did you see? I read like so many of those stories, and they all quoted the same thing. Is and and it was Bo and Yang, and one of the writers uh, just responded to a tweet. He said, where he said, "We're about to find out how live Saturday Night Live is." That's what he tweeted, and Bo and Yang replied back. And Bo and Yang's my favorite cast member right yeah, now. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So he tweeted back, what the F does that even mean? <laughs> Which makes that is a that's the proper response to someone on Sign Out Live to that. Though I don't see the controvert that's not a controversial or even stating I don't want to work with it. And so I I read all these stories and they all have that same tweet that Bo and Yang said this, and one of the other writers said, the only CEO I want to be working with is Sherry E. O. Terry, which is a stupid joke and a bad tweet. Yes, from somebody that right, <laughs> and then uh, so I so guess Pete it's Davidson, a corporation. Pete Davidson is on with uh, uh, Charlemagne the God show, whatever that uh, brunch something. He's on some radio show, and they're like, he just came back from uh, doing the cast dinner, which is the first cast dinner they've done with the host since uh, the pandemic. So they hadn't done one in a whole year. Elon Musk was the first one. Uh, And uh, he was like, he's like, so who's, who's not want like, who doesn't want to do the show with them? And he goes, we've all been asking who doesn't want to do the show. We're all in a group text. Nobody, nobody knows who the source is that doesn't want to do the show. So I just thought it was ridiculous. Like, I mean, there's hosts that suck and, I think that's but I think that's what it was. I don't think it was necessarily controversial as far as maybe they don't like his politic politics. I think it's just like, what are we gonna do with this guy? Why well, do we put I mean, it why are we putting this guy on? Because he's fucking rich. Like that's the only re- like let's what's next? Like we're gonna put Bezos on? Why? Yeah, they would have put Bezos on. But why? That, that that's I guess that's they've always the done point. that. They've always done that. They've they put the dude from uh they put politicians on there. They put uh, Donald Trump wasn't running for president mm-hmm. the first time he was on SNL. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's like uh, they've they've always put different people in pop culture on there. Yeah, I mean Wayne Gretzky is the worst athlete host, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's got to be that. up there. Joe Montana isn't great either, but I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't. There's, there's, I mean, there's, there's only one athlete. Oh, oh, Michael uh, Phelps he, was not great. Eli Manning was mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, Eli was great. Uh, both of the Mannings. Yeah. Not Eli. Eli Manning Peyton, was not Peyton. the good one. Peyton Manning yeah, was the good Peyton. host. Yeah. And Charles Barkley. I will always, always watch Charles Barkley. Yeah. Sign out live because it's Too always going to be something ridiculous. Yeah. And I was excited. I was like, all right, Eli Musk is going to be on here. It's either going to be a train wreck or he's yeah. going to be shockingly better than I thought. You know, he... And he, he looked, 
I think one of the things that people it wasn't that, the best Saturday Night Live episode ever. But yeah, it was not the, from the skits that I've seen come out of it. It wasn't bad. It, it was bad. better than I thought it was going to be. Yes, and you know I think it was kind of cool. One of the things he threw out there on his monologue is that he's got Aspergers, and that was one of the takeaways is that he announced that he has Aspergers. You know, and I guess that's something that I mean, you, I don't know. I guess it was something that wasn't really like shared publicly, but I, I don't, I, I beg to differ that he's the first person on SNL that's ever had Aspergers. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's definitely probably somebody that's been on there before that's had it before that just maybe weren't publicly, uh, you know, I'm sure there's been cast members who have had Aspergers is what I'm saying. Um, uh, yeah, that can, I mean, I mean, Norm Macdonald comes to mind, dude, to be honest. Norman Donald has Aspergers. I think it's possible. I think it's definitely possible. Um, he's uh, Elon Musk has Aspergers, but he has so many different, like, like he has like a bit, like an sure. ongoing. Like Norman Donald has an ongoing bit, but, but it's he, also his manner. But he can get out of the bit too. I, I don't know, man. I've never really seen like, him out of out of character. You know, it's just like do, like the whole thing he did. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I think people love it and people, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with it, you know, but I just think that's just who he is, man. I think that's just his, that's just him. Just going to make a note here. Chris diagnosis. (laughs) Don't do that. (laughs) I did get to see, you know, a couple of this. I didn't get to watch the whole thing, but uh, I'm glad that they're back. I'm glad that they're doing it, you know, pushing through. Um, Miley is always a great musical guest. She she sang some great songs. She has that song that right now with uh, Kid Lario. Good song. And she was saying one of my favorite skits they do with uh, Pete Davidson. The Chad, <laughs> yes, skits. the Chad skits. Those are pretty fucking funny. I like to quote those uh, inappropriate times. <laughs> but, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. uh. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, uh and then um the um there's some good stuff from obvi- always on um weekend update. It's always good. Here's something that I think about every time I've seen the credits this season mm-hmm. is that uh like the featuring cast, there's three new people that were not on last season. And then there's two Bowie Feynman and Bowen Yang are still featured. And that's crazy to me. How, how many not, second year features? Yeah. They both started uh, last year. Yeah. Which I guess is okay, but they're, in, they're on the show more than some of the regulars. Yeah. Best members, right? I, th- I, I think so. I remember when, when Pete Davidson first started featuring, I was like, is this like the next Adam Sandler? Like that's, that's the vibe I got when he was so young on there and just being like, I was like getting Sandler vibes, you know, I just think that that whole thing is so interesting to me. Like, um, his relationship with Lauren Michaels is so weird to me, Yeah, but he always has like a, a, a cast favorite, if you will. Uh, but it's just weird. Like, I don't get it. And I was listening oh. to some comedians like kind of talking about it. It was Dan, uh, Dan Soder and um, uh, that that dude. I don't know his name. He's like really sloppy. 
He wears like yes, fing- very sloppy. fingerless gloves. Uh, I can't remember his name, but he's really dirty too. Uh, but they were talking yes, on <laughs> they're talking on their show together, and they're just saying that that they think that the whole reason he got on is because he didn't want to be on. And then Lauren was like, "No, you have to be on. <laughs> you have to do the show. You can't. You don't say no." And he's like, "Nah, nah I don't want to do it. Uh, There's people better than me. They, <laughs> yeah. did a, they did these really bad Pete Davidson. Yes, you, so you saw that. You saw the video. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like Dan Soder. Like, how do you not pick Dan Soder to be on the fucking show? Like, that's what's crazy to me. Some of the people that they pass on, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, he does great impressions. He's a funny ass dude. I could see him on SNL. Like, yeah, well, but it's also a thing of like personality wise, like uh, at this point, uh, you know, Warren Michaels has to be aware of like, okay, he needs young people too. I think that's a big part of it too. Yeah. Dan Soder's a little bit older, Mm -hmm. but I mean, uh, you know, it's just like, well, this, what's this person going to bring through the rest of the cast too? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I like Dan Sutter. I think he's funny. I don't necessarily think that he would be perfect for Saturday Night Live. I don't, I, and honestly, for a while there, I didn't think Pete Davidson would be perfect for Saturday Night Live. P- Pete Davidson was perfect for what he did for a long time, which was just show up and, on weekend updates almost and do raps. That's yeah. still really, that's still really his bed and butter, even well, though I haven't seen him on very many weekend Cannon. updates lately. That's what he did before SNL. Yeah. And, uh, uh, they're, uh, yeah. How did they not um, have? How did they not have Lizzo on the whistle? The the whistle bit that they did last week. You know, did you see that with Kid Cudi? Yeah, the flutes. Yeah, the yeah. flutes. How do you not have fucking yeah. Lizzo on that fucking? She's she brought the flute back. I mean, that everybody's had the flutes. She just actually plays the flute. Yes. Like I think I thought it was funny though. It was. It funny was. It was really funny. It was good stuff. It was good stuff. Uh, and it just made me feel, oh yeah, they're right. <laughs> it, it is, like, little little flute. Hell yeah! Like, what's that little extra thing? Now, in fact, yesterday we were driving home from my mom's house from Mother's Day dinner, and we were listening to some song. And Zev was like, "Who's he's in first grade?" He was like, "Wait, what was that instrument?" Because you know they got rec- they have recorders Quarters. now. Yeah, he's, right. he was, so Wait, he's picking what up was that it. instrument? And I think it was to like a Drake song or something. Nice, yeah, dude. And, somebody uh, playing the recorder. If you get really good at it, you could be on a rap song too. Yeah, and, and I thought it's just, I just funny. I just wanted to play. It's a little flute, just a little flute. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, it's gross, bro. It's, it's gross. You get a haircut. Right, you, you get a damn haircut. Okay, so Elon Musk was on Saturday Night Live, so that yes. brings us to the next. Segue to the next topic is the SpaceX landing. Hell yes. All right, pretty cool. Pretty cool, man. I, I mean, especially, you so know. The last one exploded, right? A while ago. Like, I think the last few have been all right. But, yeah, I mean, it's cool. I mean, especially him making Texas part of that next, you know, it's like it's, it's home now um, for SpaceX. Um, I think just having those, those dudes push it is just going to be, it's like, we didn't see a lot of progress. I guess what I was, what I'm trying to say over the last like 30 years, you know what I mean? And now independently we're seeing a big push 
from super from rich ass dudes, super rich ass dudes who are who are helping who are, us who are helping us move this along. They privatize space industry. Right? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So I was, you know, I was talking to my dad about uh, the Starlink system that uh, Elon's trying to launch. With uh, everyone who will have uh, high-speed internet by a satellite. Oh, nice! He's gonna, oh, nice! He's basically going to put so many satellites in the in in the orbit around the planet that you can have internet anywhere, right? Beautiful, beautiful. So my dad said yep. that if yep. if that is successful, Verizon will go out of business. Yeah, but they'll just get jobs with him. Jobs with him. <laughs> Yeah, but think about what what do you what do you do? Well, I'm a Mesa, uh, I'm a I'm a repair guy. Yeah, that looked or, like a job. Uh, like a job. Yeah, but it landed on like it's reusable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. The, that's the thing. That's amazing. Right? Yeah, it's very cool. Mm-hmm. Hey, is it just it's me or is cool, there uh, echo? Like a it's just yeah. I guess if the, I mean that's all you think about. It seems. <laughs> Hey, but that is rather amazing, right? So, are any of you guys mad that 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 rocket is uh, coming back to Earth in like ten store? It kind of makes me upset. Why? Because it's polluting the Earth, man. Like, and it's just more space trash. Like, that's why it's coming back. It's reusable. No, but I I thought that's the whole achievement. I thought one was going to crash into the Pacific. One did, yeah. One did. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, not. Yeah. That's the one that I'm talking about. That's not cool. That's not. What do you cool. think happened to all the other ones? What about the yeah, uh, they, the Challenger? Well, okay, cool. yeah, but that was all picked. No, up. all the other, not the shuttle, the rest of the rocket, like the whole, all those rockets before have all landed somewhere. Okay, well I don't like that. Okay, well this is a, this is a better solution. It landed. I know, but are you? Are you? But they're saying that. But they're saying that China is going to have these rockets come back to Earth. That the propensity for error is more, more now, and that it's going to keep on happening where these rockets, these rogue rockets, crash into Earth. Well, that's why we got to leave, man. (laughs) There's only one way to do it. On Bezos, is we got to we got to get on that uh, lot of rockets. We can get uh, on Bezos's public uh, spaceship. Okay, have I talked to you guys about this show that I found on YouTube? What's well, this? hold on. Before you go to that, did, did you guys already talk about Bezos on Saturday Night Live? Uh, it was Elon Musk in a little bit, but go ahead and finish okay. that up. Go ahead and finish that up if you have some thoughts on it. I don't know. I always get Bezos and Elon Musk, the billionaires. You know, I always get them confused because mm-hmm. I guess because they're both awkward. Uh, however, no, Elon Good thoughts. Good thoughts. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that Generation Z. There you go. Okay. Uh, Elon did not like what you're about to say, so he froze you. Uh, let's see yeah. if you can try that again so we can hear it. Uh, okay. Yeah. So Elon Musk was on Saturday Night Live along with Miley Cyrus this past weekend. That's right. And he did a really, he actually did an all right job, you know? And I know that cast members were saying that they were upset. However, they delivered a really good performance. I thought that the writing on this one was a lot better than some of the other shows that they've been doing. They had this one about Philadelphians and murderer uh, using their, you know, accent. And then uh, they did this one about generation, the Zoomers, Generation Z, like, oh, bruh, oh, you know, stuff like that. That was pretty funny. 
the uh, Saturday Night Live is on NBC, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah, and on Peacock. Yes, but sir. all in all, I give it a B plus. He was not bad. You know, I think that's that's something that we were talking a little Which bit about is- that. For what I thought it was going to be is way better than I thought it was going to be. Yes. And I think that uh, maybe sometimes I was asking why, why do you think that they give these dudes a chance and and put them on the show? And maybe it's just, you know, um, Lauren trying to push his writing staff and his, his players to, to push themselves to make these people who are, we know aren't funny and make them funny. Yeah. There's some people that think that Elon Musk is funny. Well, it gives the show credibility. Yeah, it gives the show credibility. Yeah, well, I know that Dodgecoin went down thirty percent after he made that statement that it's a hustle, and it, it really is. Like, I mean, he's been saying it since day one, though. He says he's been saying it's a joke since day one. What yeah. is Dodgecoin? It's a, exactly. It's a, it's a Bitcoin. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a it's, meme. It's currency. It's a it's, meme that's making okay, somebody that, rich. Yeah, the the best way that I can put it is like, you know how you collect uh, antique coins and crap? And like, let's just say you have a coin that says said it's 25 cents and someone pays $5,000 for it. Well, at the end of the day, it's still a coin that ain't really worth nothing. So that's what these Bitcoins and. I mean, shoot. And and actually, let's just say he trolls. It's basically a troll. And he's getting people to buy it, and it, and once you get people to buy it, it becomes worth something. Yeah, but don't do it. Like it, it's a huge. It, it he truly is right. Like, and what happens is billionaires they get so rich off of it that when they get out, it sends the whole market down. It's no different than you know shortings. It it's a gamble, man. Like and life is, but I don't know. This is so in its infancy that I cannot tell you one way or another if it's right or wrong. I mean, if you believe it's it, the you future. make money. Congrats. I think it's the so, best logo out there. Dogecoin is the future. <laughs> What's that uh, Brahms beverage you're enjoying? It's Duncan. Well, my fiance, my beautiful fiance, bought me this Pralines shake. Ooh. However, she what I, I invented a shake. It's called Pralines and uh, Crunchy Coconut, uh, otherwise known as a creamy nut, and <laughs> it is delicious. No, it's Pralines and Cream at Baskin Robbins. And the crunchy coconut, and I urge you to get it. One time I oh, ordered it's one of those. It I, it's one of those uh, Baskin slash Dunkins. Yeah. Oh well, cool. no, no, no! I invented it. I invented it. So. Well, I'm just saying not- they. It's one of those stores that is both a Dunkins and oh. a Baskin Robbins. Oh yeah, that's right. Yes, that is correct. So that's a big thing. I, I noticed that, and I don't know if it's catching on in New York yet, but uh, ghosts <laughs> are blowing up. It's the next thing we're talking about Dogecoin. Uh, it's it's basically that of the food industry. So they're taking all of the McDonald's and all of the mainstream restaurants out of like Walmarts and they are uh, putting in ghost kitchens instead. And basically mm. you go to a kiosk and you can choose from a litany of different restaurants and they all come from the same kitchen but it's like whatever food you want. It's like, you know what I mean? It's like, name it. You I do not know. Name it. It's in there. It's like, you know, um, whatever, like um, A&W, Taco Bell. It's like, it's almost like, you know, like at, at our high school, we had many options. We had Chick-fil-A. We had Taco <laughs> Bell. We had, you know, all that coming out of the same cafeteria. 
It's kind of the same yeah, yeah. concept. Where it's like a Long John Silver Taco Bell A and W store. Yes. Which, by the way, it's disgusting. You, you just go to a kiosk and you choose what you want, and then they they give it to you. But it's all coming out of the, this ghost kitchen. Are people oh, working in the ghost kitchen? Yeah, or? yeah, 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 yeah. There's people working in the kitchen, but they don't work for any of those companies. They work for the ghost kitchen. So they like, and how- they just make that a company's product. Yeah, it's like they're licensing their products out to these ghost kitchens, basically, just like they would a school. Like it's so, it's so a personal getting- pizza. It's not like, um, you know, the Pizza Hut made the fucking personal pizza, but they don't sell it. At, you can't go to Pizza Hut and get that personal pizza that you would get at a high school, right? But they sell that particular product to high schools, so they can have their Pizza Hut inside your high school. It's the same thing, same concept, just like they had with Taco Bell. It was just like a bean burrito that was in a plastic bag, but it said Taco Bell on the plastic bag. Taco Bell makes it, but you can't order that particular burrito at a Taco Bell. It's just like what they offer at this at the high school. It's, it's all processed. It's it's yeah, it's all processed. It's all bullshit. But that's the yeah. that's the new thing. Is have you seen this at all, Dean? Ghost Kitchen at uh, your nearest Walmart. Ghost kitchens. They're I mean, taking, I know what they are. Yeah, they're, they're taking out. They're taking out the the, uh, the the McDonald's and whatever you that they have normally at at the mm-hmm. WalMarts and putting in ghost kitchens. You go to a Good. kiosk and you can just pick whatever it. you want. Yeah, I think it's I think it's Before cool. It. It's better than McDonald's and Subways. That's right. Uh, Burger Kings used to be a McDonald's too, in a couple places I've seen. Yeah, and I mean, you you'll never beat um, you know the hot dog and the. The chicken bake at uh, Costco. That's for sure. Oh my god! Never you had the chicken bake. The hot dogs are the best. That's the best. The chicken bake is good too, bro. You need to try the chicken bake. I do. Damn, the, the meatballs from IKEA. Yeah, you guys ever eaten at IKEA? Yeah, those are good too. Oh yes. god, that is hell yes. Guilty pleasure. Gross. IKEA. Yeah. Wow, yeah, gross. Get, hey, what about gross. hey? What about like Target? Target. Target with the the grilled cheese and the popcorn and them slushies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love Give me an Tar- icy. Oh yeah. Target's yeah. got the pretzels. Yes. Yes. And it's all terrible for you. Why, <laughs> right. why, why is it such a guilty pleasure? I think those IKEA meatballs are pretty good for those, you. Yeah, I was gonna say that's like the most gourmet out of the whole department store food. <laughs> Bustos, the last time we went to IKEA to get your stuff, I went over there and looked at that stuff and it looked like burn poo. Bro, you you literally just ate out of a big ass fucking plastic can pork of rinds. pork rinds, and you're talking about what Swedish meatballs look like. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know if you're the food critic of the show. No, nah, I don't think so. No offense. You eat shit on a shingle I- and love it. Hell yeah, I love shit on a shingle. <laughs> That's a uh, Salisbury steak, basically, with some gravy on it. Oh, hell yeah! You know what? Salisbury steak's not horrible. Well, you're fu- you guys are you guys are basically you're a little more refined. It's not. You're you're, you're like a little. You're he's like Doc Thunder, and you're Doctor Pepper. You know what I mean? You're a little more refined, but you're still fucking. Hold up, I'm Doctor. You're still Thunder. redneck water. 
Mountain I'm Lightning. Dr. Thunder. Yeah, you're Dr. Thunder. He's Dr. Pepper. I'm Coca Cola. That's or he's Mexicanitos. Mexicanitos. First of all, carbonated horchata. <laughs> oh, that would be so disgusting. Uh, you ever get the horchata out of the Seven Eleven? Uh no. Uh-uh. Uh, it's not bad. Nice. I like horchata. It's like the only cinnamon thing I like, though. I love I love cinnamon. I put cinnamon in my coffee every day. I refuse to be Doctor Thunder. What would you be then? You'd be Shasta. Sam's choice. No, I'd be Bart's root beer. No, you wouldn't, man. Um, I'm sorry, you yeah, wouldn't. Would. You wouldn't be that. Yeah, I don't know if you're shiny enough to be. You'd be. You'd be Bart, I'll give you man. Mr. Pib. You'll be Mr. Pib. Okay, I'll take Mr. Pib. I'll take Mr. Pib like a motherfucker. <laughs> Pib extra, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and get into a little TTB. What is the power of three over today? That's a good question. Jorge, what do you think on that? I think it's our yes. favorite SpaceX SpaceX landing. <laughs> Top three SpaceX landings. Mine, mine's going to have to be 15, man. <laughs> well, since since we are uh, coming off of one of the greatest boxing matches Ooh. in our lifetime, uh, oh, the largest ah, boxing I'm glad box, you said that. The, I'm glad you said three, that. The three of the kind is going to be who are your favorite three boxers of all time? Oh, I love that. I love that. That's oh, great. wow. Hell yeah. Really? Hey, yes. how many minutes? Is there? Is it one minute between rounds? So how many? What's the time? One minute between, between rounds. rounds. Yeah. And the three one minute beats. Okay. Yeah, does minutes. it have to be? We actually straight? watched the fight, Jorge. So we'll, we'll have. Yes. We'll have some commentary for you as well. Yeah. Excellent. Does it have to be a straight boxer? Yes. Boxers. Boxers. Yes. Boxer. Yeah. It has to be a legitimate boxer of all time. All right, so a couple new shows uh, came out onto the landscape. Um, Friday was the premiere of Jupiter's Legacy. And this is a comic book that's written by the name, Dean, escapes me. You know it. Uh, It is um, Miller, Mark Miller. Mark Miller. He has uh, gained notoriety in the past for writing some other really good books. And, and they've made movies out of those as yes. well. Bad, uh, badass. Kick-ass. I'm sorry, kick-ass. <laughs> Wanted. Wanted. Those are the two that most people would be familiar uh, with. The Gentleman, uh, League of... No, 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 no. No, no. The British one. What's the British one? Wanted. No, no, no. The one where they have like the suits and shit. League of... No, it's not League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. What is it? Exy. Come on. Hey, I don't dude. think. Oh, Kingsman. Secret Kingsman. Service. Thank you. He wrote Kingsman Sorry. as well. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, this guy's got a great writing uh, legacy. And this, this is basically, it's like, so it's basically a group of superheroes that became, that, that 
it's it's fun because it's all kinds of things put in one, right? It's a superhero movie. It's a time period type of thing because it's in the 20s. It's expedition because they go on this expedition to find this stuff to become superheroes. Those are, those are my two favorite elements. Is yes. The, the time frame is pre-World War II. Yeah. Uh, right around the Depression. And they go on an expedition for treasure. They're, they're not really sure. They don't know what they're looking for, but when they get there, they become superheroes and then they age about a hundred years. And now, so it's like they go from the twenties until now, basically. And so they have children. Yeah, I don't understand how all the superheroes all decided to have children. Yeah. At the same time. Cause all the kids are all the same age. Yeah, they all yeah, grew yeah, up yeah, together. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it does. It's, it's some weird choices. There's some weird stuff there for sure. So here's what I think it is. Here's what I thought it was. I put this together basically 30 seconds ago. I would love it. Let's after, hear the, it. after the cold war, all the superheroes after, uh, after Russia, hmm. uh, the USSR collapsed. They all decided to have children. That's Ooh. true. That's true. That's a good backstory. And then that's why they're all the same age. They're a couple years younger than us. That makes sense. Right. That makes sense. I like you that know. theory. That's my theory. I'm sticking to it. I have not read these books. Yeah. So I don't have anything, but my own imagination to go on. So, a couple of thoughts. Um, the product itself is slick, but also uh, it's like basically a really, really good version of uh, some of the action sequences to me are really, really good versions of like Power Rangers. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to say it's a step up in production value and acting from any CW Arrowverse show. Yeah, okay, there you go. That's even better. That's even better. Because um, it's not it's, with, it, with it's a, not to with, the level of like the boys as far as production value or the quality of what you're watching. It's just that you could tell like it's it's it's, it's somewhere in the middle. It's like movie makeup, but it's like campy a little bit. There's a little campiness to it. Yeah, and I think the really the only thing hurting it is that no one's as familiar with these characters as they are with DC. Or but you're not Marvel familiar characters. with the, the characters from the boys, but though they look, but you don't need to be because they're not like you just get. They're all based on the the bad the bad guys are the superheroes of, True. and all of them are based on actual superheroes. Very specifically yeah. based on at least the tropes of those superheroes. That's a good point. That's a good point. That's a good point. These are kind of. I mean. For some reason, superhero powers are just not original anymore. Yeah, I mean, right. they copy off each other so much. You're not getting anybody with like super original powers. True. Uh, I think with good acting like performances, it, though, in this for sure. Yeah, I mean, dude, you got Joshua Domel, or how do you say his name? Josh DeHamel. DeHamel, DeHumel, DeHamel, Mr. Fergie. Jamal? Josh DeMall. Mr. Fergie. Uh, do Hamill. We'll go with that. Do uh, Hamill. <laughs> there this um, gag because I said it was so wrong. <laughs> I don't think he's with Fergie anymore, bro. Oh, he's they're not. not. No, they're, they're they're not together. Well, I think it's the the acting performances are good. I think that people wanted a little bit more from the action, and I think that that's some yeah. of the 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 pushback I guess I've seen online is that the action isn't as good as it could be. Well, there's a, there's one really good fight scene, I think, 
and that's where uh, the dude, the Dark Star fight, you yeah. know, that kicks off the whole conflict. Yeah. That that was okay, but I mean, it was if you're looking for like ninja hand to hand combat, there's only one ninja in the show, and that was that was good. cool. That was good. That was good. I don't understand. I understand her power, but like if I was a ninja with superpowers, you would see me not just doing straight ninja stuff and then using my superpower. <laughs> like, yeah, and I would, there would be a combination. Are, like, if you have psychic abilities and you'd, you you'd figure it, and you're ninja, you'd figure you'd see that coming, <laughs> right? <laughs> what happened? Yeah, to yeah. <clears throat> you know, yeah. Like, are you now? Are you guys like following the comic books too, and like new story plots? Uh, like, will we ever this. see story plots and evolve? I yeah, just feel I mean, like it's always the same thing. Like you need a prequel and how stuff came about. See, like man. a couple of things in this rang to me, like, Oh shit. Like they were in the middle of writing this or either that or filming it. And something happened in, in reality. And they threw a line in. I've, I got that a couple of times. I don't know if you felt that way. There was a couple of lines, a couple of speeches that were thrown in where I'm like, okay, they they're they're really trying to put in a little bit of what's happening in our reality into the script a little bit so i have seen some of that are you just asking about in general jorge yeah like general superheroes okay general superheroes yeah you can read the new captain america stuff with sam wilson the you know the falcon when after he takes over okay that's all good stuff man like that's a good book and and the show finishes like right where like season one finishes and you could pick up the book and be like, yep, I know what's going to happen next if you wanted to. Yeah. But also that in particular, but they also, they also switch it up enough. what's happening in our society. And it's literally about police brutality and being a black man um, in America. And what does that mean? Especially yeah. in, in, in the, in this fictitious world, what does that mean to be a captain America as a black man? So they, they, t- they do put a little bit of what's happening in the headlines and putting it into that. Marvel's done that forever. Forever, yeah. Marvel has for sure. Right. But, um, go ahead, Dean. No, go ahead. Like Captain America, Sam Wilson came out in 2015, mm-hmm. wow. and it, and and you, I mean, it's the same thing. Uh, we were talking about this a little bit in the real world, mm-hmm. the first season of the real oh, world. Yeah, and they yeah, have yeah. The, the reunion, and, and they're talking about the change. exact <laughs> same. Yeah. yeah it's crazy hmm. 20 years different, later different different trial same you know same emotions same feelings same stuff yep but the only thing that's changed is everyone was like well that guy was sure uppity and well-spoken but uh i don't necessarily think we're all racist yeah <laughs> and then now and then then like you know 20 20 years later they're like oh yeah you were right you were right it is like <laughs> that you know. Right. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. The the Sam Wilson comic books talk. I mean, they it speaks exactly what he's talking about in that final speech he gives on the last in the last episode. He talks about he's just like that in the comics, and those comics started in 2015. Wow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's so crazy. Wow. Insane. I just wonder how like all these things evolve now that Stan Lee ends in around, you know, like where does everything go now? Like, do they try to take it to another level? Like, do they, like, do they start trying to experiment because 
I'll tell you where this is going. I looked at Fast and the Furious 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and eventually I was like, these guys are going to end up in space. And I made a prognostication back in, what, 2017, 2018, and I said, guys, watch Fast and Furious. It's going to end up in space. So what I'm also getting at is, like, when will we start to see Wolverine, like, in space, where it's just totally 100% uh, augmented reality DJ? Which, which, by the way, I saw something on... uh, I think you're really going to enjoy the next Thor movie. Really? I can't oh, wait. I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's going to be a lot of in space shit from this point on at Marvel because mm-hmm. you got a lot of intergalactic stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then also they're also getting to a point where they're going to start rebooting stuff and they're going to reboot the X Men. Yeah. You know? but, like, but, but you're not going to tell the same story again, though, are you? You are I mean, in a I'm different way. A little bit. Yeah, you, you are in a different way. I just hate. I just hate the bat. Like having to tell the same story. Oh, it just seems like Spider Man always tells the same. Story. That's the thing, yeah, though. That Spider Man's been Spider Man since the fucking sixties, or whenever mm-hmm. he came out. It's the same. It's the same but thing. We've had we've had two origin movies in like the last twenty years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm but I'm saying like that man, are the exact when, origin. Yeah, but like, it's, I want to see like uh, Spider Man versus Wolverine or like. Well, like, because remember, there's comic books where like the Incredible Hulk fights so and so. Like, yeah, yeah. let's get some of those. Let's get some beefs going. You'll do that. You know I mean, they did that a little bit in Thor Ragnarok, right? Where you got to see him and Thor go at it a little bit. They won't do a full on movie like that, but they'll give you elements of it. So I think mm-hmm. um, and you then, just had it in the Infinity War. Okay, now I do know that Civil I know War I know that we did have it in the Infinity Wars, but I'm saying like do one offs, like like uh, Wolverine versus. I think you'll see uh, more of that in the uh, in DC, and I think that's one thing that, to their point, what they're trying to say, is that because they're so into like a multiverse, if you will, is that that's why you get, you know, whatever four different Batman's, you know, because well, they have, it's in four watch, different you know you know universes or whatever dimensions, however you want to say it. Fifty-two is 52. what it used to be. Now it's now it's an in infinite. Yeah, but they had a Speaking whole thing. Which, When's that new Batman coming out, by the way? Oh, the Batman. Is Probably, it the Batman? It's the yeah, Batman. it's the Batman. Who the Batman. Cares? 20, right, 2022. Awesome. Okay. It looks pretty dope. I'm sorry. It, yeah, it looks amazing. I'm I'm fascinated. I'm intrigued. And and I watched uh Tenet. Finally. Oh yeah. Finally yeah. saw Tenet. Yeah. And Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne. I buy it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. What's it called? Tenet. You watched Tenet. What's Tenet? It's a like Christopher Spiel. Nolan movie, and it's like basically it's like time. It's kind of like it's almost like um, I guess the continuation of the uh, conversation he was having in Inception, in in a way. Kinda. You know, there's there's definitely some train video. I thought when I saw the trains, I was like, oh, this is definitely an Inception vibe. But uh, the cool thing about that story that I heard about was um, so Christopher Nolan directed the Batman, the Dark Knight trilogy, right? Yeah. And, and Robert Pattinson has to go is shooting Tenet on his on his movie set, and he has to be like, I have to go ask for a day off so he can go audition for the Batman mm-hmm. movie. And uh, he goes up to Christopher Nolan, and he's like, Hey. Uh, I got a medical thing that I got to take a day off for. I'm just going to fly in and fly back 
I'll be gone one day. And Christopher Nolan said, you're going to go audition for the Batman movie. Like immediately. <laughs> and he says, yeah. He's like, how did you know? And he goes, that's the same thing we told everybody to tell everybody when I was the director of the Batman <laughs> movies. And he goes, good luck. You'll be great at it. Nice. Nice. Well, I just thought that was cool. Like he immediately, as soon as he, he used the exact words they told him to use with his director to get the day Ooh. off. And it's still the exact same words they used for the last Batman trilogy. I love how everything's connected, man, because like, you know, you just talked about Christopher Nolan, uh, his Batman, and just uh, today, the and we're talking superhero movies. So just today, we saw the the newest trailer released for Venom Two, which is going to be the introduction of Carnage. Um, and if you're into Venom or Spidey at all, then you're a big fan of Carnage. And uh, it definitely looks like it's going to live up to uh, our hopes and dreams as far as what we'd see on, on screen. And Tom Hardy's such a badass. Uh, I mean, so many different uh, characters that he gets to play. Characters that he gets to play that you just freaking, you just freaking love, man. Love, like, man. Such like, a weirdo. Such a weirdo. He is weird. I, I don't. You want me to do the sound? No, no, no. You're fine. No, 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 you're fine. Okay, I, was, I just like uh, I'm not sold on Tom Hardy. Like, I think he's a really good actor. Yeah, he's but he's not like he's amazing. Like, but yeah. shouldn't he just be Bane? Like, doesn't this go yeah. against everything? Mm-mm. That's the thing. Like, uh, there's so like who else has played multiple Kaguya ca- characters? There's there's a few. Ryan uh, Reynolds. Uh, Ryan Reynolds. Yep. Uh, Samuel Jackson, but he's been everything. Oh yeah, he played Green uh, Lantern. Lantern. The guy that plays Captain America. Yeah, Chris Evans. He was. was, uh, Yeah, yeah, Chris Evans has been in three different Marvel movies. He was was Fantastic Four. Oh wait, one was DC. The Losers. Remember, he was in the Losers. What is that? DC movie. It's a DC comic. Mm. You never. It's got Idris Elba, Chris Evans. I don't think I watched uh, that. Is that cool? Yeah, it's good. It's like an eighteen movie. Okay, uh, I love this because you know you you get the payoff. You saw at the end of Last Venom, you saw Woody Harrelson at the end, and you were just like, ah, oh, I wonder if we'll ever actually get to see that because that I feel like you saw that. It, that's something that happens in Sony, especially. Um, yeah, Sony just like oh no, we decided to reboot the whole yeah like thing. Paul Giamatti as the fucking Rhino, bro. Rhino, yeah, and we never got it. Nope. What? We just yeah, saw a Paul glimpse of it. was. We just Where saw a glimpse of it. it. I really liked the Andrew Garfield Spider Man. Mm-hmm. I did not like Jamie Foxx Electro though. No, no, I I hate that. yeah, that's my worst Spider Man movie is that one. Well, I really liked Andrew Garfield. I Spider-Man. thought he was a good Spider Man. I think they got it right finally, though. I think, uh, you know, the new Holland one. And- yeah, Andrew Tom Garfield Holland. is the last. Who was the last one to do Spider Man? Tom Holland. Uh, I like Tom Holland. Andrew Garfield was the one after Toby Keith or Toby. <laughs> That'd be fucking horrible. <laughs> What's Toby his name? Keith. Toby McGuire. McGuire, yeah. Who's yeah. horrible? Yes. You think Toby McGuire was horrible? I didn't like it. Yes. I liked it when it first came out, but in comparison now that the, we've had others do it's it, like, I'm you, like, yeah, you go back and you see like when people like share memes and, and like 
old footage and you're just like you just laugh bro like but sam raimi's directing the new one he's he's directing the whatever what's it called far from home yeah yeah okay he's yeah we'll see how that goes (laughs) because they're so cheesy bro well, yeah. I mean, he's he got his. He, he he's got all his about camp. On. He's all about camp. I get right. it. Yeah, you know, Hercules, Xena, Warrior Princess. He's all. I mean, those are his shows, man. Yeah, I know. I know. You can watch those fight scenes, and they and you and then you go watch Spider Man with Tobey Maguire, and you're like, oh yeah, this is the same thing. I like the Quick and the Dead, though. That's as far as Sam Raimi movie. That's like my favorite. It's so good. He's done good stuff since Spider Man, though. That's with the. Uh... Leonardo DiCaprio, right? That's and right. And Charlize Theron. That's not Charlize. Is it Charlize Theron? I thought it was Sharon Stone. Oh, I think you're right. Sharon Stone, actually. Yeah. And Darkman. Darkman. Yeah, that's pretty Those good. Those were good. That was good stuff, man. Uh, he did all the Spartacus stuff, though. Remember those shows? Mm-hmm. That was him? Yeah. I am Spartacus. No, I, I am Spartacus. He definitely changed the landscape. He brought sex to television. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, when Xena <laughs> Warrior Princess was getting yeah. fucked. Oh, no, boy. No, 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 no. I'm talking about Spartacus, bro. Like, Spartacus has really opened it up. It's like, whoa. Yeah, she's on that, though. Yeah, oh, okay, that that's, what you're, that's what you're saying. But yeah, she was getting boned up in that show. <laughs> yeah, she really was. Jesus. She really, really was. <laughs> Uh, then after that, everything was just kind of like everything goes. Oh. <laughs> let me take it. Let me take it back. He's not doing the Spider-Man. He's doing Doctor Thank Strange. God, which I can definitely get behind. Some sure that makes sense. That. It's a little weird, He's, you know. It's like manipulating time and all kinds of stuff. But did you like sometimes uh, Oz, that stuff the Great gets a little hard to... What's that now? Oz the Great and Powerful. Oh, no. You guys watched with James Franco? I never watched it. Speaking of James Franco, how do you guys did you guys hear that Seth Rogen ain't talking to him anymore? Oh, he's talking to him. He just said he's not gonna work with him. I'm sure they're Uh, still friends. You think? Yeah, that's a that's a business, that's a straight business decision, man. Like, you know, like he's got too much going on. He can't Uh you know what I mean? That doesn't mean like you just totally cut those people out of your life. That just means you're not gonna publicly work with them. That's all that means. Which is really the only person that hurts is James Franco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm sure Franco understands. Yeah, Franco's not it's just business. It's just business. I mean, he might be, but it's like Seth Rogen is running like like a huge weed company, uh, a production company, a production yeah. company. He, he's a, he's executive producer of like four or five different shows. Yeah. The, the 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 pictures came out um he's in there's a hulu um i guess movie like you know we love those uh what do we call them based on reality biopics what do you true. call them what do you call them biopic or biopics biopics and it's uh tommy uh, and pamela and he's in it and uh sebastian stan is playing tommy lee and some of the pictures came out um, today or yesterday. And is that I'm gonna when is that gonna be on Hulu? What's it called? Pam and Tommy, right? Pam and Tommy or something like that. And it looks amazing. And uh, Seth Rogen's in it, and he looks he's got this mullet, and he looks he looks amazing as well. It looks really good. 
Uh, but yeah, you know, I think that's just like something that happens, man. Like it's a business decision. You got to do those types of things. You just got to protect yourself. Um, hmm. you know, yeah. You guys want to say a picture? Yeah, please. Go yeah. Ahead. All right, here we go. Here's Sebastian Stan and Lily James as playing Pamela Anderson. But he also, you know, apologized for making jokes about those accusations. There you go. Sebastian Stan is unrecognizable in that picture. He really, he looks like Tommy Lee. This is so interesting to me because this is now the second person to play Tommy Lee on screen in a couple years. I know, uh, Jorge, you're a big fan of the Motley Crue flick. We saw uh, Machine, Machine Gun Kelly play him. And now we get to see Sebastian Stan play him. But I think the... the, the I watched about 30 seconds of The Dirt. I watched about 30 seconds of The Dirt and turned that off. I was not interested. <laughs> I think the role that we all want to see Sebastian Stan play is Mark fucking Hamill as young Skywalker. That's, it's... Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of eerie. It's eerie. Their similarity, their facial similarities are... What happened to Jorge? Eerie. Uh, we lost him. He'll probably come back. Yeah, so Andrew Dice Clay, Seth Rogen, Nick Offerman, Taylor Schilling, Spencer Grenese, and I don't know who those people are. Off Who's playing names. Pamela? Lily James. And okay. I am going to have to IMDB her. Yes. Do you, do you recognize that name? I do recognize the name. I'm just trying to think of what she's been in. She was an actress that played... Um, He was in The Dig, which was a very good Netflix movie that I watched. Um, see, is something else we wouldn't recognize her from. Baby Driver. She was Deborah. Oh, okay. The Waitress. I think so. Uh, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. She was in that. Uh, and of course, she was on Downton Abbey. She's Lady Rose McClare. There. There you go. Uh, Isn't that Cinderella? Wasn't she in Cinderella? Yeah, too? she played Cinderella in the live action Cinderella. There you go. Okay, yeah, I know who she is. Yeah. Oh, okay, wow. Hell yeah. That looks awesome. Wow. Another uh, docu-series that I got into was The Sons of Sam's. It was very, very creepy. Um, It is a Netflix. uh, Netflix always has the best. What the fuck? You know, I, I want to talk a little bit uh, about some weird stuff. So I like to look like look through these glasses. It's like looking in Spider Verse. <laughs> wow. When he starts, when he starts talking about me out, man. So see, that's the thing. Here, there's only one son of Sam. It's David Berkowitz. Here, there's multiple, multiple, multiple Sams. Not just one, not just one shooter. Not just one shooter. It's a whole cult of it's a whole cult of followers. You're, you're followers. echoing, and it's wonderful. Yes, that's what happens when you go into the Spider Verse. Uh, but so I love it's this. Just a, it's to, a documentary about this theory, right? Yes, it is a documentary the about the author. It's you know, if you've seen the, it's it's a Zodiac. But uh, if you've seen the the movie Zodiac, have you seen that? Yeah. It's it's the movie. Yes, the movie. Basically, it's yeah. it's that in real life. It's a it's a person who gets so wrapped up, and we've seen this again. We talked about this uh, with 
uh, Patton Oswald's late wife. Um, you know, whether you're a writer, whether you're a journalist, whether you're a detective, if you get involved in these types of cases, it can take a hold of you and control your life. And that's exactly what happened to this journalist who was trying to. Uh, what happened to Patton Oswald's wife? She was trying to unmask or try to figure out who the uh, Golden State Killer was. And um, through that, uh, she lost her life. And that was through exhaustion. That was through, um, you know, working, working to the point where she needed to take pills to go to sleep and then needed to take pills to wake up. And then one thing led to another and she lost her life. And this is something that can happen in these types of cases. It can control your life. You can become obsessed with it. And this particular writer got obsessed with David Berkowitz in this case because he believed that there was not just one shooter, that there was multiple shooters. And it was, it was a bigger story than, than just one guy. And even that story is insane enough because it's, it's a guy who said that he was following orders uh, from his neighbor's dog to commit these crimes, right? Like that's, that's a wild ass story. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but the seemingly reality of the situation is that there was a group of these people that believed these, these types of things and worked together to commit all these crimes and shoot a bunch of people in New York and kind of take over and terrorize the whole city. And another aspect of the film that I thought was very interesting, cause like uh, it's, it's basically the same time uh, frame as the Joker, right. That, that just came out a couple years ago. Um, just New York at the time was not in a good spot and it was crime riddled and it was dilapidated and it was uh, overrun and it was not in a good spot. Did you mean to say dilapidated? No. Oh, and did you mean to say crime dilapidated? <laughs> <laughs> and so, and crime I'm, ridden and dilapidated. Yes. And so, dilapidated. <laughs> It's just, it's just like you, you live there now, you know, Jorge. Like you know what New York looks like now. And in your mind's eye, I know. But in in your mind's eye, can you imagine what it must have been like in the late seventies, early eighties? Like, oh man, like what we see on film now is just, it's like nowhere near what it's like now. Like now, it's like super glossy. It's like Times Square. Uh, There was a shooting in Times Square. (laughs) I know there was. Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And, and, and there's this thing called Citizen App that I have, and it alerts you whenever anything happens, and you can go live on it. It hasn't really made its way to like Dallas yet, but like here in New York, it's called the Citizen App, and whenever something happens, people turn it on, and you can see real time what's happening in your area at that crime scene. But is this to yeah, help, man, help in like active shooter shooter situations? Yeah, yeah, and you know, it really helps. They like let's say somebody's kid is missing yeah. they put out an apb and everybody finds the kit really fast it's better than any amber alert wow so i recommend you guys getting the citizen app um i don't know if it's if it's making its way to dallas but it's a really good it's really helpful you know that's that's interesting what's, what's the neighborhood app uh oh it's it's like that too neighborhood okay app. so so that one is just for karen's to complain <laughs> about about non oh. non not emergency about people calls. swimming at pools and having barbecues. Oh, hey, are, are there neighborhoods out there that you know not to go into at a certain point in time? They're called boroughs, bro. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. Like you don't go to Brooklyn. You don't go to Queens and Manhattan is pretty much it. Staten Island, nobody really goes to, but the Bronx and Brooklyn, those are kind of rough areas. Like all times or just oh, no, 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 I'm sorry, not Brooklyn, the Bronx, the Bronx. I mean, uh, I mean, right now, because the city is shut down, crime is happening everywhere. It doesn't matter where you're at. Um, it's just happening everywhere. Wow. I thought they were I thought they were gonna open up the city. Yeah, they are opening up on May 17th. Oh no, no, May, yeah, May 17th. They'll be opening it up. Very interesting, so, very interesting stuff. Uh, did you just lose Dean? No, no, he's here. Just like you, he's not on camera. So when you're not on camera, I don't allow you on on the screen. There you go. There you are. And there's Dean. See how that works? Hey, Bye. everybody. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. You, I mean, it gives you time. Can I scare you for a second? So, yeah, if, that way, if you need to take a break, scared? you can get off screen and go do what you need to do. So if I'm scared. off screen, like, is, am I just some voice? Out of nowhere when I start talking. Yeah, yeah, all the time. That's awesome. No, it's, <laughs> it's not. Well, you know what? It's like it's either we get your voice or we see you eat. So it's like you got to choose <laughs> one or the other. <laughs> one or the other. It's like it's. I know that this time that we do the show is like your dinner time. So I get it. You can't change your schedule. I understand. I have. There's not been one show I haven't eaten during. That's true. I have noticed that as amen. well. Yes, amen. <laughs> Maybe it's a ginger thing. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> so yeah, man. When I watched that oh. show, I was thinking about the Joker because that was was going on at the time in the Joker, and then like obviously the Spike Lee movie, uh, Some Sam. You see a little bit of that as well, but like that's when the blackouts were going on. Uh, so New York was in a tough spot. Like, I always think about the Wiz. <laughs> or warriors warriors yes the warriors hell yeah oh you know what i did watch what'd you watch i finally watched the i am dolomite with eddie Murphy. oh so good <laughs> dude um, how how good yeah. was that that was really good fucking so good dude like, i loved it how I, do you I, not I, win the golden globe for that like what i the went fuck? on a, i i was like oh here's what happened is that Dolomite the movie? Yeah. The new the, one? The, the biopic. Mm-hmm. Yes, the biopic. And, and it, it was about, you know, how he took a dilapidated hotel and turned it into a movie studio. Yes. Dilapidated. <laughs> he did all that and he turned it into a Anyway, movie, you know? dude, okay. So I just got on like a re... Uh, but for my birthday, uh, I watched Beverly Hills Cop. Nice. Original, hell yeah! And, I, and just like renewed, like I need to go watch all the Eddie Murphy stuff that I can. Forty-eight hours yet? No, I haven't done that one yet. But uh, so but but the next one was like, well, here's one I haven't seen that came out like a year ago or two years ago. Yeah, <laughs> I heard all these <laughs> heard all these good things about it, and I was like, I don't know why I haven't watched this, and uh, so I watched it. It was good. Yeah, it I'm makes really me want to watch the original Dolomite, the actual Dolomite. Cause yes. Like, oh, yeah. And, then, and I got thinking about it, and I was like, I already watched enough. Way down in the jungle deep. That's right. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's the man, that was a good movie. I yes. really liked it. I just, well, you know, I didn't, from, and I, I really like bio, biopics where I, uh, you know, don't know anything about uh, 
how how that came to be. Well, I'll like, tell you that 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 movie. That's why I've never watched The Passion of the Christ because I know how it ended. <laughs> and uh, I tell so, you what, that movie, that movie is what got Arsenio Hall. They rewrote the script for Coming to America because of that fucking movie. They did. Yes, because of Wesley Snipes. What he That's did, so yes, yes. What he oh, did in Dolomite, awesome in Dolomite. What he did in Dolomite, he's like, holy shit! I got to rewrite the script for Coming to America too. He's got to be a big part of it because he, he just yeah. And he is one of the be- he is one of the best parts of Coming to America too. And of, and of Dolomite. was he though? Yeah, yeah, man. He was the only thing that wasn't a new old joke, like rehashed. Yeah. He was yeah. the fresh. He was the fresh comedy to that, and to the guy that introed him was also amazing. Yes, yes, Oof. good stuff. Good stuff. Did you like Dolomite? Did you get to see that one? Yeah. Um, he- yeah. Heck yeah, that one was a it great one. Made me rewatch Blade. I rewatched Blade too. Oh <laughs> man, where, Dude, where can I catch Dolomite? Where where is it? Uh, it's it a Netflix. 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 Well, shoot, if you're gonna do that, then I might as well watch Demolition Man. Hell yes. Oh, dude. He is so good, man. There is, they're finally, I think, supposed to either start leaking or, you know, doing a trailer for the next Blade, which I'm fucking super stoked on. Marhasha Ali is a badass. And so I can't wait to see any of that. It's not coming out for like two more years. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I watched the uh, Michael B. Jordan movie, the new one. Oh, yeah. Well, tell, tell me about it, please. That's brand new. Yeah, it, what was it? Without prejudice, I forget yeah, without the name. Prejudice. Without prejudice, yeah, it's it's an origin story, uh, and I forget his name now. But of a dude, Bob well, yeah, uh, it's an origin story of one of his guys, and basically telling you how he became who he was. And it's you know, it's I don't know if you want me to spoil it. Go for but, it. So basically he's it's this uh guy who is a navy seal and he leave he does this one last mission and it ends up being kind of foobard but they get out and he ends up leaving the navy and months later the people that he did the mission on take revenge on him and all the other uh, agents and, and Navy SEALs that were on the mission. They're killing them and killing their families. And so they basically kill his uh, fiance and their unborn baby. Mm-hmm. So he just mounts this um, revenge plot that could I mean so it ends up he gets killed and let me come out of the shadows and he gets killed at the end and he becomes a shadow guy. Like he, he gets revenge on all the the people that uh, did the bad things to his family and the other family. And then he becomes a ghost asset for, for the CIA or whoever. Yeah. But um, it's, it's, the origin story of that. Interesting, interesting. So he becomes like so, an auditor. <laughs> the, the name of the movie yes. is Without Remorse. I looked it up. Without Remorse, With, right? Yeah, Without Remorse. Yes, there and you go. It's a Tom Clancy novel. Uh, and it's like a, another series of, it's like one of his. Like, uh, yeah. You know the what? guy, he, 
Yeah, to, uh, what's his, fuck. John Trzinski's the last person to play that role. Yeah, yeah. So this is another one of his characters in that universe. Kind of awesome, awesome, awesome. Good stuff, guys. There's a lot of great content. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll come back, and we're going to talk sports. That was good. Nice, yes. nice. Yes, good job. Why don't why aren't we hungry for barbecue anymore? We can be hungry for barbecue. Oh gosh. That sounds delicious. Hey. What is going on everybody? Welcome to episode 13 of Damn That's Good with Big Salinas Barbecue. I'm your host, Randy Salinas, joined by always my brother Junior Salinas, and of course the mad scientist behind the scenes, Chris Bustos. Uh, we got a good, fun, jam-packed episode in for you. And we got a special guest coming on and talking about his products that he's got. Uh, so without further ado, let's get this thing started. Let's do it. Uh, so, uh, Junior here, of course. This last episode, we went over, uh, of course, our shout-outs to our small businesses and our small businesses, everyone that's kind of got our sauce in there. Uh, we had we went over our Terrell, uh, the cook-off out there. We talked about some barbecue restaurants through there, and of course, we had the NFL talk with the draft being right there, but uh, I don't want to waste any time. We've got a jam-packed episode today. Uh, let's jump right into it, Randy, and let's... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're back, everybody, and Jorge is going to take us on the a magical journey. He said it was – he's calling it the greatest boxing match of all time. I will tell you that opinions differ from the other two gentlemen that are on the show with us. Okay, well, let me just tell you what uh, nobody else has been able to accomplish, even Mayweather. It was a record-breaking fight. 73,000 to be exact at AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas, when you had Saul Canelo Alvarez going up against Billy Joe Saunders, who was undefeated with the 30-0 record. Uh, it was a unification bout. Um, so here's the deal. It was uh, Billy Joe Saunders from the UK was talking a lot of mad noise to Saul and also in particular Mexican reporters that were on board with Saul. He even told one reporter as he comes up to him, oh, your breasts smell like shit. Your breasts smell like shit. And just, you know, just being very disrespectful, you know, the gypsy mentality is to get in the heads and stuff. And, you know, that's what Tyson Fury did to Deontay Wilder. But, you know, it was really pissing off Saul Canelo Alvarez, which shout out to what was, what his was the controversy about the, the size of the ring. Yeah. So at the very last minute, Billy Joe Saunders wanted from a 20 foot ring to a 24 foot ring, which is darn near huge. But they made it to a 22 foot ring. So Billy Joe Saunders could escape, you know, Canelo whenever he wanted to, which he didn't really do that in the fight. He didn't really use the distance to his advantage. I mean, he like buckled. Um, so uh, Saul, uh, uh, so Canelo. Uh, takes on the, the bout with a larger ring and they're talking a lot of noise and stuff. And I really thought there was going to be more fireworks at the weigh-in, which Canelo Alvarez shows up in Dolce and Gabbana, like this bluish tealish, awesome PJs. And then he uses the same like kind of style as his jumpsuit. I, I like, I'm trying to find this Dolce and Gabbana we jumpsuit. To, that was something that we were kind of commenting on as we were watching the fight. We're like, if you, if you're there at Texas mm -hmm. State or whatever, uh, Jerry World in Arlington, yeah. and you're in yeah. the very far back, dude. Like, 
you have to just watch the jumbo screen. You couldn't yeah. watch that ring. There was so much blue in that ring. Like it mm-hmm. would, you wouldn't be able to follow anything. Both of the fighters were wearing blue. So, uh, both of them had elements of blue in their gloves. The referee was wearing blue. It was just so much blue, man. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it was, it was incredible. Um, you had the entrance the for Canelo. Holy shit, dude. Yeah. And, and let me tell you something. Canelo broke away from Oscar De La Hoya's golden boy in order to – do you think that Oscar De La Hoya could have ever pulled anything off like he what sh- you saw at 18 He tried. Season? He tried, but he never – not to that level. Yeah, because he wanted to be all about himself, man. Like, he can't get out of the limelight. That's why he's coming back to boxing, dude. The dude's jealous. The dude is jealous. Anyhow, so the pageantry of it all – with it being Cinco de Mayo weekend. Uh, so Canelo and Billy Joe Saunders go at it. And, you know, the the, the scoring. I was, was going to ask of, you about that. I wanted to know your scorecard. Yeah, so my scorecard, I had it 78 to 74, Canelo. I did not give the first round to Billy Joe Saunders. I don't Everybody know what the else hell. Everybody else did. Everybody they, Yeah, did. you know why? Because they, they were confusing jabs with power punches. So would you take two jabs in the face or one big body blow from Canelo? Like, and, and on top of that, which one do you think hurts more? The jabs? Uh, I will tell you blow? this for us, be, not being super educated boxing fans or yeah. whatever, it was hard to follow. We, we mm-hmm. saw, we, we were waiting to the sixth round to see scorecards because we, we didn't know, man. It was so hard to tell yeah. who was winning that fight, dude, to be, to be 100% honest with you guys. What do you, what do you think about that? Dean, uh, Troy, who did you guys have winning in the first six? I had it tied. Oh my gosh! Okay, listen. The only round tied, and I'll tell you this. Also, this is the last. Uh, my, all the, it was a record-setting attendance. Yeah. So it's the most people that I've ever been bored for twenty-eight minutes. Because <laughs> oh, the only thing that was deep, worth a shit was the eighth round when Canelo started to hype up the crowd. That yeah. was awesome. The eighth round was awesome. Yeah. Uh, but the first twenty-eight minutes of that fight, blue balls. Oh I'm man, an MMA guy, and, and I'm not a boxing guy. And, and but that guy was an idiot. The guy that yeah. Canelo fought was stupid. He changed his stance halfway through. Lennox Lewis nailed this with a tweet. He said that guy changed his stance and took he into started, the worst yeah. possible. He started crouching. For crouching. He started, yeah, and then getting just demolished by those uppercuts, man. Yeah, yeah. He thought he was doing extra defense. Fight. The, the, well, he, he kept on getting the body blows, man. You got to understand. It doesn't yeah. matter if you are blocking. Yeah, it, those we things saw the body hurt. blows for sure. Yeah, I was commenting on that to Chris and, and yeah. uh, Troy during the fight. I was like, watch, every time Canelo hits him in the stomach, he throws a, a weak-ass jab mm-hmm. and then backs off. Like, yeah. that's mm-hmm. his only response. And then, Canelo, and then Canelo started reading him. You could see it on his face, Canelo, just watching him. Every time he got low... Canelo watched it for like two rounds. Yeah. And then, the and very then finally, finally put it together in the eighth round and nailed the crap out of that guy. Brutal. Was, mm-hmm. That Ooh. first uppercut was brutal. I don't think it's the yeah. one that broke his face. Obviously, it was the last one that did it. But that first uppercut, man, was so fucking brutal. They showed mm-hmm. it on the replay in between rounds. It was nasty. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Think, I think Canelo was awesome in the fight because he figured out. I mean, I kind of figured he was going to. The dude telegraphed. I will say that. You know, for what it's worth, like, I don't think that I wouldn't call it an even fight, like Dean was saying, but I think Billy definitely got a couple rounds in. There, there yeah. was at least a couple of rounds where he got the better of, of uh, Canelo. He really did. I had five and six. I had five and six going yeah. to Billy Joe Saunders. Agreed. Agreed with that. Uh, but that, but that, other than that, that was it. You know, in the fifth round, he had double jabs going into Canelo. Um, 
But all this to say, yes, in the eighth round, uh, Canelo gave him a uppercut to his right eye, which ended up breaking his orbital. Yes, uh, we have we have actually a picture of that. Mm -hmm. Broke it in four different places. And this is karma. It is nasty. It's probably one of the worst orbital bone breaks I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, You know, and Billy Joe Saunders gave Daniel Dubois uh, grief whenever the same thing happened to him whenever he was fighting Joe Joyce. Um, last year and you know Daniel Dubois his orbital broke and he took a knee and he got counted out and Billy Joe Saunders was saying ah that would never happen to me I'd have to have both eye sockets yeah he didn't come out and he's saying that it was his trainer that said he couldn't go on but in all reality the the dude the dude was limping back the guy was limping back back. the guy was limping back oh yeah look at that there's a 3D rendering of the x-ray the whole oh, bottom oh. part of his skull underneath his eyes, like detached. hanging off. There's, you can see the uppercut. Just oh, dude. Now they're saying that that may not be him right. because the teeth aren't the same. Mm. But I don't know. Regardless, the guy. I think has, it's just to show you what bone is broken. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that that missing tooth is what that is, but. Well, regardless, his face is shattered, and it's karma because. This is going to end his career. And let me tell you something. He had just he had just signed a huge deal with Matchroom Boxing and Eddie Hearn. He was supposed to face the likes of Triple G, Demetrius Andrade. Like he was about to fast track it after this fight, regardless if he won or not. And now it's all over. No, he's not coming back. You don't come back from this. Yeah, I don't know. I've, in MMA, this is not emergency this, surgery, right? This is yeah, not he's, a, he's still in Dallas. This is not an uncommon injury yeah. in, in MMA. People break their orbital bones all the time in MMA and they come back. Have you seen it like and this, though? It, like I said, it is the worst I've ever seen. That's like a that that is the worst I've ever seen. I don't know if anybody comes back from that. Uh, I will say this. That's I, will, it, I will say this. Blinded that I. Michael Bisbing beat one of the Fractor, best fighters orbit. to ever fight in the world. With one eye, so you could say what you will. Mm-hmm. That's according to Michael Bisping. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. we all know he has a glass eye. He took it out. He showed everybody. Yeah. And I know, then, but I'm saying, according to Michael Bisping, that happened uh, before he fought Spider. Right, they're all yeah. Uh-huh. And then after the fight, Demetrius Andre and his father uh, got into Canelo's press conference and really spoiled the moment. You know, at first. Uh, that's boxing right that's just just matchmaking that's just part of it right yeah but i mean it was canelo's moment man like he tried to clubber lang him and andrade was nice about it and you got to see canelo's new english canelo's trying to cross over man this dude's really trying to do it man he yeah he's like get the fuck out of here yeah you gotta start with the the language you gotta start with the language right get the fuck out here yeah i'll fuck you up I'll fuck you, you up right you don't here. You fight anybody, man. You fight are horrible. Uh, <laughs> it, it was dope, man. Everybody clowned on Andrade. Like he looks like, stupid. He looks stupid. There you go. There you go. There you go. Oof. Oof. He he actually issued actually, a fight challenge to Jake Paul. Jake Paul. And he's willing, he's willing to fight him to fight him with one eye. With one eye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So congrats to Saul Canelo Alvarez sealing his uh legacy now speaking of jake paul and floyd mayweather uh if you guys saw the video they had a press con i don't know what the heck it was i guess just an announcement 
and Jake Paul gotcha hat and immediately started tattooing it and made it a thing. And I'm sorry, that just made Floyd look so like it. I I can't even tell you how to describe it. You know, it's like you look like a child. You know what it looked like? You look like Cat Williams fighting a, a third grader. You know, That's we you know talk what it about. Reminded me of? Go ahead. David Copperfield made the Statue of Liberty disappear on TV. Mm-hmm. That's how staged that shit was. The whole yeah. thing looked fake. But you know, fake, I will say fake, this, fake, man. Fake. Like, I, I guess one of the comments I, I heard about about this whole situation came from a professional wrestler, and he said that that's what's that's what the business is of entertainment is is getting heat if those two boys have more heat on them than anyone in the entire world and that's why they're getting these types of fights and that's why they're making the money that they're making is because they can do stuff like that like genius stuff like before he even did that he fucking untied his shoe while he was on stage i don't know if you saw this Mayweather's got the mic and he's trying to talk shit and Jake goes over there and unties his shoe while he's on the mic. <laughs> I mean, it's just fucking stupid shit. It's genius though. It's, it really is. It's, it's hilarious. Yeah. He, uh, like you said, got the tattoo at the airport before he left, already had merch made, got your hat already selling before he left uh, on a plane. So yeah, he got himself banned from the fight, but, He's definitely helping them make some money for sure. Wait a minute, B- banned from the fight? What do you mean? Yeah, he's not allowed to go to the fight. He's not allowed to go to the fight anymore because of that. <laughs> Jake Paul, which is completely worth it as a worthy business oh, yeah. investment. Absolutely. Wait a minute. Okay, hold on. Wait, hold on, hold on, wait. Who? Jake Paul's not going to. The, oh, so his brother Logan's gonna be fighting. Wait, Logan's the Paul- one fighting. Logan's the one that's fighting yeah. uh, Mayweather. Okay, so wait a minute. Jake, Jake Paul. Jake Paul showed Jake up. Cashed in, and then cashed in on it by creating all this publicity by untying his shoe, taking his hat. That was oh, all Jake. Because I got them confused, That man. was all Jake. They Jake. look the same. They do. brothers. One's a lot smaller than the other, though. Yeah. Uh, Logan's huge. Yeah, Logan Paul's a big boy. Yeah. Uh, well, that I mean, that fight's going to... So he can't go to the fight. Wow. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So he's banned from the fight. I'm sure he'll show up anyway. Mm. Well, the pageantry of it all. I mean, listen, Mayweather's going to have to go back to the drawing board because he's going to see that there were 73,000 people. And he's saying that there's going to be 30,000 folks that show up to Miami to watch this fight. I I don't see it. Yeah. I I mean, you said that's a lot, dude, but I'll tell you what, over a hundred thousand people showed up to WrestleMania. So. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, listen, we're talking about fake fighting. We're talking about fake fighting or boxing. (laughs) Are, are you really interested again. in seeing Ocho Cinco fight? And then, you know, uh, I mean, but, but listen, I'll tell you what, if, if Snoop Dogg is going to be there and they're starting to make, you know, if Snoop Dogg is going to be one of the guys commentating on it, then you know what? I might tune in. Buy the fight. Would you buy the fight? I'm not going to buy it. No, I'm going to, I'm going to fi- figure out. I just it watch it all. I just watch most of it the next day. Just the highlights. Just yeah. We watched, uh, we were doing what you were talking about. Like just watching it on Facebook. People, mm-hmm. people putting it out there. Exactly. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. You don't watch the fight because you, you know, be like you, you're an enthusiast. You love the mm-hmm. sport. You just watch it for the spectacle. And that's yeah. what, the, that's what that is. is yeah. I, is the spectacle of it all. I watched all eight or nine fights that were on. I watched every single boxing match and I scored them all. Yes. Cause I am that, I'm I that hype on boxing. Ed, before that. 
And this week, uh, you have Brandon, my boy, Brandon Figueroa, the heartbreaker from Westaco, Texas. He's going to be fighting Luis Neri for the Bantam uh, Bantamweight uh, title. Um, they're going to be putting both their belts on the line. Uh, that's 122 pounds, if you don't know. And uh, good luck to Brandon Figueroa. It's just t- tough, man, because the dude's name is the Heartbreaker. And so I can't really wear one of his shirts because it's Brandon Figueroa, the Heartbreaker. And I would look like a groupie or something. But the dude has my 100% uh, backing. Kick some ass, Brandon. Show him how the Valley does it. Hell so. yes. And then, man, dude, there's, so yes. much, there's just so much great box. And then, you know, on the 29th, you got Devin Haney versus Jorge Linares. Well, we and then saw on, um, sp- uh, homeboy from uh, Spence? Dallas. Yeah, Spence, Errol Spence. Yeah, Errol Spence. He was in the he was in the stands. When's his next fight? Uh, I don't know when his next fight is, but there is rumors that they're trying to make Errol Spence Canelo happen. Let's do it. That's what. Yeah. I want. that's what I want. So here, here's what's gonna happen. You know, you'll eventually get to Andrade, but first, uh, Canelo's got to take on Caleb Plant. And then he'll do the Charlos and Andrade. Problem is, man, Charlo and Andrade, they ain't fighting nobody, man. They are fighting absolutely nobody. Like, uh, Andrade took forever to – he had to go 12 rounds with Liam Williams. Like, those are cats that Canelo puts in coffins. So, there you go. Well, there you go. That is boxing in a nutshell, guys. Let's get into a little NBA. It is coming down to the wire. And your hometown Mavericks, man, uh, won their division for the first time in I don't know how long, man. You got the Mavs in fifth place. They won 40 games. Um, pretty pretty special stuff, man. I'm really excited about it. It's looking like uh, the Lakers are going to be facing the Warriors or the Trailblazers in the playing uh, matchup. Uh, that it's just going to be fun, man. I love I love the wrinkles that we've seen from the NBA. Obviously, with when it came last year, we had bubble basketball, which is great. This year, we get the playing the playing tournament to get into those final spots of the playoffs. Um, and then, you know, one thing you've seen you've seen the evolution of of Luca. You know, Luca's always been special and he's always been a badass but you're starting to see a toughness from him and a chip on his shoulder maybe a little much because he's getting himself kicked out of a few games here lately uh but you're not really hearing the chatter like we were hearing as like we need to get somebody an enforcer in here to protect luca luca's able to protect himself a little bit more and i was just gonna ask you guys about what do you feel about that what do you feel about that do you know disagree with that statement we still need an enforcer um, because the technicals are all from him whining about fouls or punching people in the nutsack. Yeah, whatever. But, but they're all the the majority of those are fouls from uh, him whining about not getting stuff called. And I mean, that's just the way it is. Yeah, He's, coming from a a soccer fan, that's that's what he just said. Yeah, just like Wadi Divac, man. <laughs> different sports. I'm not saying he's flopping. I'm just saying he's, he, you know, you don't get the foul. Just shut your mouth and shoot it for three the next time. You shut him up that way. That's, I mean, he's going to get suspended. He's going to get suspended for a game. Well, yeah. Oh, it's it's inevitable. Well, he's got to get I, one more. I, I think basically he's got to get another tech. One more technical, one more technical. And then he's should suspended. he just, should he just get another technical? I, now I, and get I, over it? I thought he was like, because like I said, he, he got kicked out of a game for hitting somebody in the nuts. 
Now, does uh, that extend into the playoffs? Like, is he, if he gets a one more technical into the playoffs, he has to miss the next game, or does it start over? Um, I don't think so. I think playoffs is a reset on the technicals. Okay, good. Well, but, I'm a casual. But you can fan. get you get less technicals in the playoffs, I think, uh, to get suspended. Like it may the the count may restart, but it's the count the suspension is much shorter. Good to know. And you don't want to mess around and miss a quarter of a game, even in the playoffs. Yeah, especially Luca. God, especially not Luca. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, but I like I like uh, I like where we're at. I you know you look at the 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 standings in the West. You have the Jazz at number one, uh, the Suns at number two, the Clippers at number three. Nuggets number four, and we're at five. Um, those aren't—I wouldn't say those are prolific teams over there in the top four. So, yeah, man, I like our chances. So, can we beat the Lakers? See, that's what I'm saying. The Lakers are in seven. They're—they're they're having to play a play-in game. Can they make? Yes, we can beat the Lakers. Well, what, yeah. what, what were the Lakers? Were the Lakers ranked number one all last year? Pretty um, much. Yeah, pretty much. But they've had to battle some injuries this year. Uh, right now they're in seventh place. They're gonna have to play either the Warriors or the the Blazers in a a playing tournament type of game situation. Mm-hmm. And who's number one? You said again. The Jazz are number one. What? No. Wow. Uh, yeah, Jazz just took over. They just uh, they just passed past the Suns last week last night. I think. Wow, Carl Malone's really bringing them back. <laughs> it's been a long time since uh, we watched basketball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, the yeah, Suns were are interesting because they uh, they played the best. Uh, well, they played the best towards the end of the bubble season last year, but they didn't get enough to done to get into the t- actual tournament. So and they got Chris Paul, and now they're and they got Chris Paul, and now they're really making some headway. Wow, Chris Paul's amazing. That's all there is to it. Every time he plays for a team, they're Except way for better than they were. He still made them better. Yeah, Did it? Yeah, yeah. Didn't they like have, some? Can you imagine Oklahoma without him last year? Well, right now, if you look at him, they're the 14th team in the league. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. wasn't hey. there some NBA player that just recently uh, cracked the top 10 uh, of scoring or something like Paul, last name Paul? Chris Paul? Was it Chris Paul? I mean, yeah. I, I, I saw something so. in the NBA that like somebody hit a milestone. Oh, Carmelo Anthony. That's the one. Yeah, Carmelo Anthony. What do you do? He just got in the top 10 all time scoring. Oh, good for him. Yep. Luca got his fifth five thousandth point as well. Hmm. Pretty cool stuff. He's the fourth fastest person to hit get to five thousand. Yes, sir. And then you know, if you look at uh, the Rangers, man, they're starting to turn things around over there as well. Are they? Yes, sir. Well, I don't get the I don't get the this those uh games anymore, so it's hard for me to keep up on that. Yeah, well, no, the like Mets, the Mets got in a fight. About a raccoon and a rat. Yeah, did they, you see that? Oh yeah. Do you believe that? No. no. They got in a fight over what? So they two <laughs> players actually got a fight in the dugout, like in the tunnel, and then to cover it up, they said that they were trying to figure. They saw a rat, and they were trying to figure out if it was a rat or a raccoon. And that, they got into an argument about that. But uh, the West, the AL West, is is pretty tight. Um, the Rangers are five hundred. So they're basically tied for second or third. What is that bad? Yeah, I mean yeah. it's 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 a long season, bro. Like, uh, you, you know, like the top teams are 
you know, uh, the athletics are 21 and 15. So, you know, they're, they're, they're 0.583. Yeah. Okay. Astros 0.529 Mariners 5.4 Rangers right below that 500. Everyone else yeah. is below five. Everyone else is below 500. Man, I'm so bummed I didn't get to go to that Houston uh, Yankees game where they were talking all that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually going next week, next Tuesday, to the Rangers-Yankee game here in Dallas. Yes. God willing. Hell yes. And so any updates to some of those? What time is that no. game, Troy? 7.05. You're still going to need sunscreen. Yeah. Wait no no wait they got a uh, got a roof now yeah yeah, yeah 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 they'll probably close it right for that indoor mm-hmm. I just you know, know some of the worst sunburns I've ever had are at Rangers afternoon games in like March or some April. some players are emerging as stars we we asked Troy a while back because he's our Texas Rangers correspondent um, yeah. how some of these players are doing and some of these new guys in particular, and he said Joey Gallo. <laughs> so uh, it's been a couple of weeks now. Do you have any names that you could throw out there for some of us who aren't? Yeah, you got Garcia, who is knocking it out of the park like yes. a motherfucker. Aldis. Uh, okay, hold on. Say, hold, 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 hold. First, last name, position. Adolis Garcia is a right fielder. He not only is he playing very well uh, from, like he's saying, from the batter's box, hitting home runs, getting RBIs. He leads the league in RBIs, I think. Uh, he, also, he also has a cannon for an arm. Mm. Yes, just like Joey. Uh, you got Connor Falefa and then Nate Lowe. Uh, yeah, just a lot of good stuff coming Who's in. The Dane Dunning. Uh, the catcher, uh, well, one of the main ones is Jose, Jose Trevino. Yeah. And Sam Huff's the other one. And and how's our starting pitching? I mean, how's our, our pitching rotation? They're doing uh, much better. Much, much better. Better than we thought they were doing. We Their have a kind of shit. We have two new uh, Japanese pitchers, Yang Hidon Yong. He had his first outing, and he had like eight or nine strikeouts. Uh, and then the the big name that we got in the off season um, was um, hold on. Yang Hyun Jong is Korean. Korean, I apologize. Uh, the Japanese player we got is the other pitcher Kohei Arihara, and he uh, is is doing really well and living up to um, you know what we thought he would get with him. And then um, there we got a guy yesterday uh, who. Who had ten strikeouts? So um, what? Wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're seeing some we're seeing some headway there, and they're doing a really cool thing where Dane uh, Dunning is another pitcher. Yeah, Dane Dunning is the one who got ten strikeouts yesterday, and they're doing this like cool thing, kind of like the the Mavs are, where the the Mavs player who gets the defensive MVP of the game gets um, to they, the belt. They get the belt. And so what the Rangers are doing is, is the player of the game, the MVP uh, voted on by the last player who to win it. Mm-hmm. They have this like cowboy hat that's spray painted like a, a Texas flag. And huh. so they're, they're, you know, whoever won it the game before gets to give it to another guy. And so oh, God. it's like a rally kind of a thing. Hmm. Uh, so we're seeing some cool shit out of these guys and uh, I hope that they continue to build on it. And who's the, who's the manager? Um, Chris, um, Chris Woodward, Chris Woodward. Woodward, yeah, Chris Woodward, Chris Woodward. Wow. And what, uh, what, where did he come from? 
he I mean, he's an old player. Oh yeah, where where from Troy? Um, he's I don't know where he played the last. Well, I'll tell you. I'll give you. I'll give second baseman. I will give you a hint. He was on the legendary show Degrassi. Oh, I know this. What? He was on the legendary show called Degrassi. Where's Degrassi from? Where's that filmed at? I don't. He doesn't know. know. Canada. Canada. He played for the Toronto Blue Jays. Thank you, Dean. Oh, okay. You talking about Degrassi, where uh, Drake uh, Drake came from? Yes. Yes. No, the other Degrassi. The next gen. Canada. So the Blue Jays. There you go. He came from the Blue Jays. Or the Expos. (laughs) Or the Expos. Or the yeah. Depending on how old he is. Montreal. Yeah. So there you go. That's your sports for the week. Does anyone else think it's weird that there was ever a baseball team in Montreal? I yeah. don't know, man. I've always wanted to visit Montreal. I'm a I'm a bit of a foodie, and a lot of the the food like documentary shows that I love to watch always have a great time in in Montreal. It just it looks like a blast. We should I, go to Montreal. Listen, I see those foodie you shows need to go. too. You need to go. You're in fucking New York. It's a short trip to uh, maybe not to Montreal, but it's a short trip to Canada. Yeah, yeah, uh, we'll 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 hit up Canada here in a little bit. We're actually you guys should get married on Niagara Falls. <laughs> well, we're we're gonna actually get married in Mexico. Oh, and, oh uh, that's that's the, the opposite of what I'm saying. You should get married, <laughs> like the direct opposite. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I don't understand that chef life. They literally work four a.m. Oh, to yeah. twelve a.m. Wow. How is that even fun? I'm telling you, I got a little taste of it, dude, and. It's. It, I don't get it either. <laughs> a different breed. It's. It's. It's for people that have. I don't like get it a, either. It's for people that are on like some sort of mental thing. Like they. They're probably easily diagnosed with something like bipolar. Or, yeah. They. They need that work. That they need that constant uh, something to get going to to keep their head I mean, occupied. Look. Look at Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. he. He was off of his thing. All those. I think all those like chefs like that. Yeah, a lot um, of them are, are recover, you know. And it's recovery. not. Susta- I don't know how sustainable. Like, how long? That's can what you I'm saying. That for your whole life. Yeah, yeah. like you all they're doing is life? just cooking, and like, are aren't they inevitably cooking the same thing? And they're trying not to screw it up every time. Like, no, I don't think. I mean, once you get to some, a certain level, you're able to change off, but do different. Yeah, I mean, like you that. have seasonal menus and stuff like that, but yeah, no, I get what you're saying though, and a lot of it is that, you know. A lot of it is is following a recipe, but to the point, like, like I said, I mean, I got a glimpse of it, you know, like dough to the temperature of the room, to the temperature of the water, to the temperature of the flour. Like it's, it's so precise. Mm-hmm. And there's it's, so much is, that goes. It's in. chemistry. It's, it's chemistry. Yeah. Yeah. As at a certain level, it's, it's like the, a science. I mean, God. chemical reaction so and stuff like that. Should we do the power three before we get off sports? No, yeah. I'm not going to get to the power three today. Let's end on that since you don't have a a, a true. I do have Troy time. No, okay, yeah. Let's talk about time. Equalizer right. or Mighty Duck. No, no one All wants right. to talk about here's, any of that. Here's what we're gonna do. What's your favorite cereal? <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, the top three cereals. That's a great one. I love it. All okay, right. hold on a second. No, 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 no. No, we've done that's that. A joke. One. We've done it it's twice. A joke. It's, yeah. Let's go ahead and get the boxers in. I like that idea. 
okay all right here we go let me let me uh let me first get the thoughts this is another this is another combo just like we were talking about ghost kitchens this is the ghost kitchen of the show this is troy time slash power of three slash three of a kind slash trinity slash wharf yeah (laughs) first up you have me i am first then you have chris and then you have Troy Dean. You were last. And hey, weight class is not an issue here, guys. We're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. D- yeah, alive or dead. Uh, your top three boxers, and it can be. They just have to have been in one boxing match, okay? And and can it be Rocky? There you no, go. It cannot Troy. be Rocky. No, it has an to MMA be- fighter that's only had one boxing match. I bet that's one of your favorites. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so so I will start with my third favorite boxer, and I'm going to go with Julio Cesar. Motherfucker! (laughs) That's my number one. Fuck you. Yeah. I love that. That my my cousin is that your number one or your number three? I'm number sorry, three. my number three, my number three, my number three. That is uh my cousin's named after him. His name's Julio Cesar. Ooh. Uh yeah, that's a staple in my family. Uh watched so many of his fights growing up. Uh it's that's a good pick. Um, you know, I personally though am more partial to the heavier fighters. I love heavyweight fighting. Mm-hmm. Um so my number three is a heavyweight fighter who had his prime fought the greatest fighter ever. And it's one of the greatest stories ever told. And then took some time off, came back and won the championship after 50 years old. I'm talking about the grill man himself, Mm -hmm. George Foreman. That's a great one. And I don't know if I've told you this, but you guys know that the Foreman grill was originally for Hulk Hogan. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. But I don't think it would have. I don't think it would have been as successful. It wouldn't have been as good, brother. No, not at all. Dean, um, you are up I next. It, I thought it was me. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Uh, yeah, yes, yes, Troy. It is you. Yes, Troy, it's you. Um, and you said they only have to be in one match, right? One match, yeah. I choose the one, the only Connor McGregor. Oh, nice. Connor McGregor. Oh, one one. <laughs> hey, well, you know what? I will say this about that match. I was re- rather amazed that he went 10 rounds. I don't know if you if, saw the interview with um with Mike Tyson. He was just talking about that. Yeah, that, that was rather amazing. I mean, you're talking about one of the, the greatest best. fighters of all time mm-hmm. that he went 10 rounds with. Yeah. And if it was me, if I was Conor McGregor, I know how to beat Mayweather. You don't touch him for 10 rounds and then you unleash the last two rounds and that's it. Like, yeah, it would be a boring fight, but what would you rather see? A boring fight where Mayweather loses or uh, Mayweather knocking out McGregor in six rounds, eight rounds, ten rounds? I mean, that's the way I would have done it. Mm. But good choice. Good choice. Dean? You're on on me, bud. You're on me, Dean. I'm going with Sugar Ray Robinson for my number three. Ooh, this man used to eat raw meat. That's a great one. Okay. Deadly ass fighter. 
Okay. Uh, for I, I feel bad, but and and you're probably gonna you're probably gonna hate me for this one, but I'm gonna go ahead and take it. I'm gonna say Mike Tyson is my number two. Wow, it's <laughs> a good one, man. That's, yeah. yeah. So many, I mean, uh, I saw a stat the other day, uh, Francis Ngannou in, in, I don't know how many years has knocked out 12 people. Mike Tyson knocked out 14 people in one year. Uh, He had 14 fights in one year? 14 knockouts in one year. I'm sure it was when he was coming up. No, it had to be. Had to be. Nice. So yeah, that's my number two. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for much of the same reason as you chose uh, Julio Cesar Chavez, I'm sure I have to go with the Golden Boy. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to go with him. I mean, Ugh. I know now in his old age, he's uh, kind of cringeworthy. But Oscar De La Hoya, coming up, you know, he's a he's a former Olympian. You know, he is the Golden Boy. He's he represented the culture and brought it to. Yeah, uh, he was the bridge to bring it to to the to, to the now. I guess he's the one that took the throne from Julio Cesar Chavez. He did, he did, he really did. Well, and just so I can get him now before any uh, anybody else gets him, I'm taking. Are you I'm skipping? Maybe, are you skipping somebody? No, no. Troy's no. next. Okay. Yeah, I'm taking uh, Cassius Clay, aka Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. Is your number two? Wow. Yeah. Well, I just took him that early because I'm afraid somebody else is going to take him from me. I guess that's a way to do it. That's what, that's what I would have thought too. That's a good strategy. That's going to change the game from this point forward, fellas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dean, you're up next. I'm sticking with my theme. I'm going to go with uh, Sugar Ray Leonard. That's my number two. <laughs> love it. That's totally a good love one. It. Love it. And I wonder who you're <laughs> I like it. I like it. Sugar Ray Leonard. Uh great fought. He he was part of that holy quadruple four horsemen with uh uh marvelous Marvin Hagler. Absolutely. And uh, I, that's the honorable honorable mention because he's not gonna be on my list, but Marvin Hagler is a badass and he should be on somebody's list. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh my number one, Canelo. I eat like that dude after he lost to I don't know what happened after that uh Mayweather Trey, fight, okay, but he just that, took it to another level. It was just amazing. So I cannot say enough. Like the, the guy is unstoppable, pound for pound the best. We'll never see take take advantage of any fight you can and watch him. Yeah. Head movement is yeah. amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Power, like you said, the body shots, the uppercuts. It's it's pretty amazing to see. Yeah, Chris, who's your number one? I'm. It's hard for me, man, because there's so many more you know names out there that I want to kind of pack into here. But I got to choose one. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. So yeah, so I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Rigbo. Riddick Bow. Yeah. Who knocked out a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a badass. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I know that uh, Dean still has to go. I think, uh, yeah, Dean still has to go. So I don't want to name all the other ones that I would like to name, but I definitely have some I honorable have, mentions. Uh, I haven't done my number one yet. 
Go for it, Troy. My number one is the Gypsy King himself, Tyson Fury. There you go. Which, be, by the way, I would love to see that fight. Riddick Bowe and fucking Tyson Fury would be wow. That'd be nuts. Yeah, uh, Tyson Fury uh, is calling out uh, AJ uh, Joshua, Anthony Joshua, because they can't, for some reason, get this fight locked in or something. So, yeah, Tyson Fury is pretty good, man. He's he looked great, champion. dude. They showed him on screen, man. He's fight ready. Yeah, he looked good. It was really good. And then Dean. No. Can I do it for you? Yeah. If, you if you're trying to find a sugar, I got one for yeah. you. Yeah, it was Sugar Shane Mosley. That's oh, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, my my number one fighter is uh, Roy Jones Jr. Nice. Okay. That's that's, yeah, that's not that's a bad a really one. Good one. That's, that's, a, that's a good one. All great. I think he fought uh, one of the best fought matches I ever saw on television live. <laughs> do you like his rap? too i think he's ridiculous personally but i thought watching him fight was awesome it's one of the awesomest fastest most punches landed fight boxing fight that i can remember seeing ever i'm trying to figure out what fight it was in 2001 let's see yeah well I'm, i'm telling you man this past weekend was great for the sport of boxing I hope that, uh, I mean, there's going to be more of it. I mean, dude, that was Canelo versus Billy Joe Saunders. Wait till Tyson Fury fights Anthony Joshua and then has to fight Deontay Wilder and then has to fight Andy Ruiz. And then that'll never happen. Earl's- None of that will ever happen because this is how long it's taken for them. They're supposed to fight a trilogy or at least two fights, Joshua and him. We can't even get the first one done. And you're talking about him fighting two other fighters after that. That'll never happen. How old is he already? It'll never uh, happen. Tyson Fury, I think he's 34. Won't happen. The guy, the guy looks like he's 50. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And it takes four years for him to fight one person. Yeah. So good luck trying to get those other three fights in. They'll, they'll happen. They'll happen. <laughs> It'll be speed tracked. I don't know. That's that's my frustration with boxing. And 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 I get it's that so uh, the free the free enterprise part of it is what the appeal of boxing is, and that's why people that's what their knock is on the UFC. But when the UFC because the UFC is controlled by one body, they get shit done. We get to see fights. We get to see actual fighters' legacy, and we get to see them have a career. It's not pageantry. Pageantry. It's not uh, negotiations. It's not stalling. It's not let's see a fight every five years. It's, it's, it's their fighting three times a year. I mean, Hey, listen, we'll see what the new breed. This is, this fight was done without Oscar de la Hoya. So I think that there is going to be, I'll give it to Canelo. Cause he fights, he fights very, you know, uh, frequently, you know, he yeah. just fought and this is his second fight. This, yeah. this, uh, this, well, I don't want to, I'm going to say spring. Yeah. He put, three fights stay ready to be ready. Stay, re- stay ready to be ready. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just keeps getting better after each fight. And I'm talking insanely better. Insanely better. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that nobody said Floyd Mayweather. No, God no. He's boring. Yeah. And I almost I almost booed your Oscar that De La Hoya for that Floyd Mayweather fight that made me not watch boxing for a decade. Mm. I definitely mm. never bought I have not bought a pay-per-view boxing match since I paid. At least we all agree on one thing, man. 
Fuck a Floyd Mayweather. Mm-hmm. Well, He's to an greatest. extent. I mean, he is the greatest. But I feel. I like... mean, yeah, to an extent, he is. I mean, yeah, but who cares? <laughs> I mean, you just golly, yeah. Just Canelo wasn't ready for him when he fought him. That's right. Well, boys, that was another good show in the can there. Thank you so much for being a part of it, as usual. Always. You guys have a good one, man. You be safe too. out there. Absolutely. You too, man. Keep All New right. York safe, bud. Will do. Peace out, guys. Bye. Love you, man. Peace. Love y'all. Love you, too. Love you. Thanks for watching the movie with me this weekend, y'all. Appreciate y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, shut up, man. Yeah. You've been on my ass the whole show. <laughs> Sit, Ubu, sit. Good dog. Hi, this is Randy with Big Salinas Barbecue. Just wanted to tell you we now have a award-winning barbecue sauce for sale. We have been cooking up delicious barbecue and sauce since 2014. You can now purchase a bottle at BigSalinasBarbecue.com or visit Chart 380, Joe's Meat Market, Outdoor Grill Sales, Mushak's Meat Market, or the barbecue store to pick up a bottle today. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Big Salinas Barbecue. Hey, it's me again. You know what I love? Pop culture and nonsense. It's so fun. I found a podcast that has pop culture and nonsense. And the podcast is so fun. I love it. And I think you will too, if you like those two things that I have previously mentioned. Pop culture and nonsense. The podcast is called Good Vibes, and it comes out every Wednesday. I think you will enjoy it most assuredly. It's on the Good Podcast Network. If you know what I'm saying. Every Wednesday, wherever you get your favorite podcast.